Welcome to the Waterfowl East podcast. Welcome. Rowan, hey. welcome. Welcome. Today we have got with us a special guest, Mike Holland. Mr. Mike Holland. Or should we call you the Honorable Right Mike Holland or something like that? Is that the Right Honorable well, Mike Holland? Wes, uh, <laughs> I, most, I, I don't mind if people call me Mike, but I'd prefer if you and Matt call me the Honorable. Know, <laughs> right? If we could get away with that, that would be great. It, feels, <laughs> it, it just feels so weird coming out of my mouth. I mean, I, we go back a long time, so. I've forgotten what you said already. <laughs> <laughs> So what's new, man? Listen, a uh, whole lot of things are new, but I'll tell you, I'm really happy to have a chance to have a chat with you guys. Uh, I really appreciate you guys. Always have uh, known you guys since long before I was ever elected. Bounced yeah. around this sport with you guys, and to be able to see how well you guys are doing and what a good job you're doing promoting our sport and our lifestyle, to be able to contribute to that now in a different fashion, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, as being elected. Um, I jumped on the chance when you, when you said, uh, can we get together hundred percent, hundred percent. It's been way too long. We're it's overdue. Well, I think it's been a long time coming. Yeah, no definitely. doubt about it. I mean, I mean, life is obviously busy and we just, I mean, we've talked about it every year for years, just, Oh, we should get together. We should do this. And finally, at least we're shooting this shit here. We're not face to face, but Hey, at least conversation is better than nothing. Hell yeah. Work, works for me. Works for me. It's a good start. Next time at the camp. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have to come up for a hunt. I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'd love to, I, 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 I've never hunted up in your end of the world, boys. I've hunted all over Canada and down into the States, but I've never hunted up in your end of the world. And, and you guys are the premier experts. So I don't know what's wrong with me. We gotta, we gotta fix that. Well, we'll, we'll try to fix that this fall. You'll have to get up. We'll have to book a meeting or something. Is that what we got to do? We'll call it a meeting. We'll send you an email, make it official, and send you the invite and <laughs> plan. Just the location is all it'll yeah. be. <laughs> Drop a yeah, pin. Sounds good. These, this, sounds is good. The, this is a list of utilities that you'll need. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So let's go back. I mean, obviously, like I said, we've been friends for a long time, years long before you ever get into politics way back in like the resourceful redneck days and doing the sportsman shows and stuff. Um, What ever made you decide to get into politics? Like what's the story there? Well, one could say I must've taken an awful hard, sharp blow to the head at one point. um, (laughs) Or several. Or several. several. But all of that stuff, Wes, all of that stuff. I mean, you know, the, the, see, we bounced around and knew each other from shows and trade shows and industry. I remember Matt, you were uh, pro staff for Cabela's. I was pro staff for Bass Pro Shop. Um, We have been active in our outdoor industry for a long time. And just so happened that an opportunity came up to, uh, to, to be able to run in a seat. And I'll tell you, um, it started back quite a ways before I was elected because you know, I saw some governments do some things with forestry that really didn't sit well with me. Right. Uh, and, and I used to work for politicians back at the time. And and I I really was frustrated at the direction where our, our, our management for conservation and biodiversity was going. So uh, when when Blaine Higgs won the leadership of the PC party, I knew him. I knew uh, who he was and knew him before he was elected. So I went to him and I said, you know, how come there's never... Uh, an election where you run on fostering outdoorsmanship and expanding our natural landscapes and stuff like that. And he said, well, he said, because uh, I, I I don't know about, about it. He said, if you want that in there, write it. So I did. I wrote a 140 page document in 2017 about what needed to be done. 
Wow. And then he kind, of, he kind of tricked me and he said, okay, well, he says, I still don't know anything about it. So why don't you run for me? And so, <laughs> so I, I have been around the, I worked in, around politicians for quite a while. And, and that just was, was an opportunity where he was taking it seriously and was actually going to put it in an election platform. And, and so in 2018, I said, let's do it. And, yeah. and, and it was a key piece of our platform in 2018, on conservation, on private woodlots, on, on wild turkeys, on on a lot of things that I've been wanting to see done for a long time. Stuff that we've been talking about at the shows yeah. or in the camps or leaning over a tailgate, right? Yeah. Yep. And 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 this gave me a chance to actually put it into the halls of government and maybe get something done. So so there we go. Fast forward almost five years later and 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 here we are. And by the way, we've got just about every bit of that uh, platform that we that I wrote in 2018 checked off. So wow. it, it, it was an active it was an active uh, for four and a half years there now. So we we've got a lot done in the yeah, last four and a half you years. You definitely you definitely have. I mean, we've obviously been following you, Matt and I big time. And I mean, in my own opinion, I feel like you've done more in your four or five years than I've seen done in the last fifty combined. It's I just, don't remember ever there being anything change no not much no nothing you know. monumental like rarely well, you know it, it it has a whole lot less to do about me and 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 more to do about the fact that we haven't had a hunter or an outdoors person in the yeah, role right exactly exactly you know that's that's been that was what was absent in fact the 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 federations the new brunswick wildlife federation outfitters and guides associations trappers associations never even met with the minister uh, yeah. you know, they, 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 that just never happened. And, and all of those groups, they, I mean, they basically have keys to my office now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a change and then also changing the culture at natural resources too. Right. Because, you know, when I went there, there wasn't much of a customer service focus. It was, here's the rules and here's why we can't do it. Yeah. And right. I, exactly. I remember sitting early on in the boardroom with my staff saying, well, did you kind of forget that I can make or change the rules? That's my job. So if the rule doesn't fit, what do I got to do to fix it? And yeah. so that, that, that led to changing a lot of the mindset of staff and, and, and we could, I, I couldn't have done it if I didn't get the staff on board and, and then moving in the right direction. And I, I said, there's three things I went in, wrote it on the board. When I first went in, I said, what if, why not? Let's do it. Yeah, And I said, every time I come to the table with some stupid idea, I need you to look at it and say, what if, like, seriously, what if we do that Yeah. now there's going to be some challenges for sure, but how do we get around them? Don't just say no, you know, what, what are the challenges? And there are some crazy ideas I've had that are going to wind up in the garbage can, but by doing that and using those three lines, that's what allowed us to get, get moving forward with some stuff. Yeah. I mean, just the amount of changes though like i said i mean nobody's really ever done that before you like no one's ever brought that into government i mean i think we got the moose hunt change from three days to five days and a few little things like that but i mean man well we 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 did i, I took a couple notes before i come on here because i thought you know i actually should sound like i know what i'm talking about when i'm talking <laughs> to you guys but but I just just and, and i and i and i i got staff to do this at the last month in outdoor show a year ago i was getting ready to speak and i said you know what have we what have we actually done 
And so we put together a list. Now, this isn't all mm. of them, but I'm just going to go through it real quick, boys. Good. Yeah. Drastically expanded Sunday hunting. We bundled hunting licenses. We made changes to the moose draw that dropped the applicants by over 5,000. We created the Fish NB days. Why did we do that? Give a free day for fishing. Well, because I bundled the ice fishing licenses for free in with the regular fishing license and opened up 82 new lakes. Ice fishing's exploded and gone through the roof. We've never had so many people out on hard water. Free miners hunting license, online hunter education, online big game registration, removed the caliber restrictions, took the meat permits that would foolish uh, and, and extended them significantly. Of course, I was saving the best for last. The, we, we accomplished where we're going into the third year of our, of our wild turkey hunt. Yep. Yep. Hell yeah. Well, that's, just a, that's just a rapid fire list of a bunch of stuff we got done. And I haven't even touched the forestry stuff. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about that later too. Well, but. that's the thing. I mean, that, that's just hunting and fishing. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, like where else do they start a new season for a new animal? Like and I, yeah, I've asked I mean, I, Matt, I've asked staff to go look and find where in North America has a new species been introduced for the purpose of hunting. We can't find one. No, no. I, I, I honestly, same thing. When that happened, I was like, I think people are actually missing one monumental point here that this doesn't happen. They don't go, oh, we've got a lot of this. We should start yeah. a hunting season for them. Like it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, well. And you, I beat that drum. I beat that drum for 15 years. Let me tell you. Well, the last tough. sportsman show we were at in Moncton, I mean, we were talking about turkeys back then. There yeah. was, it was just starting, like with Keaton Black and and yep, you yep. and you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's kind of when Matt and I got on board, and it was like, holy shit. And here well, I'll we tell are. you, I, I spent a lot of years meeting with DNR staff. Them telling me no. And yeah. it felt awful damn good, boys. The first meeting I had with them when they looked at me and said, yes, minister, we'll get right on that. <laughs> we'll get right, yes, sir. We'll, get, we'll do that right up. How many do you need? Do you need and what do you want us to do? Yeah. yeah no. I mean, sometimes you got to make change from the inside. So when you ask about why did you get elected? Well, this stuff matters to me. And I felt like the only way to do it was to take leave of all my good common sense and become a politician. <laughs> That's exactly what I'd have done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, good on you, man, because, I mean, I am definitely not politician material. Yeah. I'm not much of a debater at all. I just get frustrated and ready to punch people. But, I mean, like, the, that that turkey hunt, you know, for the amount of time and effort that people like you and, and Terry and, and Terry. you know, yeah. like, have put into that over the years. And when it went and you started the CWTF after the NWTF <laughs> yeah. took off— like to see that all come to fruition and mm -hmm. have that first opening morning happen. Like I thought of you that day when the, yeah. when the clock ticked and it was, yeah. it was legal time. I thought to myself, yeah. I bet every hair on that man's body is standing up yep. right now. I can tell you it definitely was on mine. Cause I was sitting in a blind with my wife <laughs> and she had her Turkey license. And so did I Yeah, the very first year. Yes, I, I, hear, awesome. I hear you. I hear you took you lowered the population by two that morning. Hey, we did. I we lowered it by one in the morning for her, and then I got mine in the first day in the evening. Yeah, friggin' unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you that was something else. I mean, Matt, when you said that, the hair is up in the back of our neck. When uh, and Terry and I were talking. Terry lives in Nova Scotia. Yeah, and of course, as the minister, I I didn't apply for the draw because imagine if I got drawn for a tag, they'd call that rigged in a hurry, wouldn't they? Uh, I guess so. Man, yeah. you should be able to apply. You're a New Brunswick. Yeah, resident, I should. And you're, I should you're a be. hunter. 
I yeah. should be, but uh, I didn't. And I mean, I was talking to Terry that day, and and anybody that knows Terry Smith, he's he's like six five and a yeah. just a brute. He's, he's a, a big monster. Dude. Yeah, he's a big he, boy. He's a he's a great big boy, and I ain't a tiny fella either. And the two of us were choking back tears. Yeah, yeah, I bet you. I, yeah. I bet yeah to work for something as long and as hard and put as much time and effort into it and and basically with with something like that unless you were in your position it was going to be a no yeah forever well, we're just not going to do what? that uh, uh, and and I, again i'm not you know i'm not trying to take any credit for it but if i wasn't there it wouldn't happen no it, it wouldn't yeah. have no no yeah. i mean no, I'm, I'm being completely honest and you don't even yeah. have to say it because everybody Everyone, here yeah. and everybody that's listening knows knows the same thing wouldn't have mattered whether there was turkeys busting in your vehicle and stealing yeah. your kid's lunch yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> it, You're wouldn't, right. it would not have happened and the population is still exploding it's huge here it is you know, like crazy you know what's what is crazy is is the is, is there's still some people around government that were at the table when I was there trying to convince them that if you don't do something about this ain't going away. No, yeah. you know, and you know it, it was very satisfying to have a few folks come up to me and say, "Wow, there's more birds here than we ever even possibly imagined." Yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's nuts. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I'm used to hunting areas where you know in the spring those baxter groups are broken up, and you'll see one, two. You know, if you see three Toms and a couple of Jakes, that's a big group. But like in New Brunswick, after they've broken up full rut, we're seeing um, 10 yeah. dozen yeah. mature, mature males. So if, if if that's the groups they're breaking into, good God, it, 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 the, the population is so much bigger than we thought it was. Uh, and I mean, around here, five years ago, Matt, probably it was like if you saw a turkey or a flock, it was like, holy crap, there's turkeys and yeah. you stop. Saw some now, turkeys. seeing turkeys around here is like seeing a friggin' rabbit. Like it just... See them every day. <laughs> every day, yeah. Every, I, saw, every, a I saw a bunch today. Every day in the fall, like when I'm scouting hard, like every day, I would see a hundred turkeys yep. a day. Yep. And, and, and now it's like if we see a deer... It's a huge yeah. deal. But if we see a turkey, yeah. like we we have no trouble here, just right here in our little community, Yeah, you know, finding turkeys. I mean, both of us shot last year when I had my tag, I shot my turkey in the same community. And well, you yeah. got two here. Our so. three turkeys were shot within five, six kilometers of each other, I would say. Yeah. And it's and just. it's all different big flocks. It's literally exploded. Yeah. Like you should see some of the flocks of poults here last spring the farm Un country is obviously real. good to them up here i mean it's pretty bonkers one more reason to get up and around yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah they're not going anywhere they're, i know they're i got my, my my name's in on the draw that's for sure <laughs> i hope you well and that draws now we've got we got it up to 450 tags now yeah uh we've expanded a couple of zones and 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 again, I'm looking forward to it continuing. And I can't tell you what couldn't roll it any better. No incidents, no injuries, no nothing. Um, Forty percent success rate the first year, fifty the second year. Um, it's going, it's going well. And I I'm looking forward to the day when when as an outfitter you can offer. Imagine, imagine yeah. oh, going man. to the SBI convention in Vegas, saying come to New Brunswick where you can do uh, a black bear, a wild turkey. Uh, maybe salmon, maybe yep. maybe striped bass. Yeah, oh, be unreal. There, there, there isn't a jurisdiction in North America that can offer that. No, that's one of the things that that I wanted to ask you about too, as well. Was was uh, 
when you thought this is a two part question, when you thought that we would have youth hunts going on for turkeys, whether it was in the same season or not, but allow youth hunters and then uh, the non-resident. Yeah. Well, yeah, like they're both, we said when we were going to roll this out, that it was going to be a walk before you run, because yep. at the end of the day, I, 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 I'm very protective of our wild turkey uh, season with the wild turkeys in general. So I said, I'm not, in a, I'm not in a huge panic. No, to throw the doors wide open. No, definitely um, not. So, so I said, let's just let's just walk along. We've got a couple years under our belt. We'll have this is our third year. I'm expecting the same thing. It's going to go off well. Um, I would say that when we get to that five year period, I, I want to see. I want to see the youth because I mean that's something that's pretty important to me too. I mean I've mentored youth turkey hunters for a lot of years, yep. and there's nothing like whether they harvest one or not. You get those kids out in the woods and you teach them turkey hunting because it ain't just walking out and you know shoot two and barbecue it's it's no. skill sure? involved that's what it was for us <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you guys you guys notwithstanding you guys because i mean obviously you guys are are phenomenal at everything so you do when you get the lucky. id shotgun we yeah. got so lucky we were yeah. well we were blessed to be able to hunt the very first year too so i hunted my well, i i hunted mine for uh a week five and, days and or? yeah i i hunted every day and I uh, had a lot of close calls, and I, I still say to this day that that's one of the best hunts, regardless of where I've been in North America, that I've ever had. Well, your hunt was awesome. It, I mean, the way it went, like calling it in and getting busted and then seeing the direction they were walking across the field and coming up with a plan to try to cut them off. Oh, and, man. I like, mean, Matt didn't decoy his bird in. He just plum whacked it as it was crossing in front of him uh, yeah like yeah, the, yeah. The, the whole he was the, hunted. the whole thing was was wicked but the whole week and the week yeah. like every every day i had encounters and learned so much and i'm like you know if i would have just woke up in the morning and shot one off the tree limb like wouldn't have been yep. the same experience yeah. and now no, i've got right. all that knowledge from trying to get one here and i mean uh you know, Roan and I went down to the, the CWTF turkey hunt twice. Did yeah, we not, sure, Roan? Yeah. We went down there and both times got skunked both times, but had a great time and, mm. and, and saw some birds, but never, never got one in within gun range, but had a great time and learned a lot. So, you know, you, I'll don't, tell you, you don't always we, get them, but. You don't always get them. I didn't. It took me three seasons, three cracks at them before I got a dumb enough one to get in front of me to flatten them, right? So, um, but the kids, when I take those kids out, you're right, Matt, tag them or not. Um, I mean, you, if you give that kid an immersive experience, like, like, well, that's the difference between a red oak and a white oak. See mm -hmm. the leaves. Yeah. You know, here's, you know, this is, see what this, this type of, uh, you know, you're in choppings. Well, this is one that looks like this. This is, you're, you're teaching them. We've had two kids come out of that main program that are, that are either graduated or going to be graduates of the Maritime College of Forest Technology. There you go. Well, Rowan, I mean, you had a, you'll never forget that, will you? Well, the first time we heard a gobble down in there and the hair oh, stood yeah. up on the back of my neck and I was like, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I think absolutely. that's I think that's one of the things about turkey hunting is even if you don't shoot one, like you're you're guaranteed going to get some sort of action. You'll hear them gobbling, or you'll you'll see them scouting, or whatever. Like you're going to see some action compared to like deer hunting, where you might not see a damn thing or hear a thing yeah, for yeah, yeah. the whole no, season. 
but I mean, yeah, I've done that too. You're right. Yeah, but I mean, to sit there, oh, like you said, first thing in the morning, hear that sucker gobble. Holy shit! Well, it's just all the sounds, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and they they yeah. they gobble, and it's like holy cow! Just start vibrating, like Ugh. oh yeah, yeah. There's not, I don't know. The, people look at that and they're like, oh, I'd never want to, I'd never want to do that. And I'm oh, like, it's fun when you friggin' get in the woods, and one of them's coming up through the woods, and it's gobbling. It's like thunder yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah no you, you can't beat it that's one of my favorites for sure if you said if you said you got to drop something off your list of things that you go after uh turkeys would not be on that list no for sure yeah, definitely you, not one of the last for me too I, yeah I absolutely absolutely love it and i'm so glad again that you know rowan got to be with me there for for a few mornings we had a great time didn't we had yeah. some close calls some close encounters there and just couldn't get them to come out and yeah Every day, I was like, "Man, this is." So... Well, we don't almost don't even want to shoot one. We'd hunt know? in one spot, and then we'd move, and they'd be in the spot we were in the day before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just chased them around in circles, basically. Something I hope we can see here someday is a fall hunt. Like I talked to Terry Smith quite a bit, and he's told me about fall hunting with dogs. Like the dog will go in and bust the oh, flock yeah. up. And then, like, Kiki calling them back or whatever. Yeah. Yep. I'd love to try yep. that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just to have the dog involved would be frig. That, I mean, obviously, yep. Matt and I are huge dog hunters. and I've hunted them with German German short hair pointers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's, it's, it's amazing to watch. And it's just, it's just so counterintuitive. You, 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 you blow them up, get rid of them with the dog, and then, and then they'll wander right back in. They'll pinpoint almost to, just yards yeah. away from where, where they were. It's, it's, it's an interesting hunt. And then you sit when, and when you're sitting there and, and there's like 30 of them coming right at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, boys, but the Frenchman and me might come out. I might line up some heads. Good thing they don't have teeth. Eh? Oh, oh geez. No. Well, <laughs> that's another I had one. Was... I had one break a finger on me one time. Oh though. geez. No way. Yeah, went down to pick it up, and it was still kicking, and it got its it's got it it's got its leg in between my little finger and the other one, and it gave her a boot, and the little finger was going left when it should have went right. So. I wouldn't doubt it because I mean a a ten pound goose will give a man an awful beating. Yeah, and a yeah. turkey, I mean a to nice toms twice that or more. So yeah, that fella taught me to make sure that they're not moving before you pick them up. Oh, so. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So you're think you're thinking like your plan is to, I mean. Obviously, everybody's anxious, but you know you 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 want to make sure that it's sustainable and that you you know yeah. no. And the big thing you you did mention one thing that I really liked too was that I was thinking the same thing when it when this first started. I was like, where this is new, I hope that everybody just stays super safe. Yeah, and yeah, does and and does the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, doesn't make bad decisions. The, like you said, the hair was standing up on the back of my neck, but my uh, heart was in my throat yeah. for that for that two weeks just to make sure that this went off. Because I'll tell you why. Don't think like we made a lot of changes, but that hasn't been without its critics, right? No, oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. And there's always someone sitting in the wings waiting to say, "Ha, see, I told you so." Right. And and on that turkey hunt, there was a lot on the line, so it was very important that it went the way it did, and 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 we could point back to it as a success not something that we would have been um well have to cancel well so. yeah and i mean you know an accident while you're hunting could happen 
anytime, anytime. For, for, for any yeah. reason. Mm -hmm. But you're yeah. absolutely right. If there was some naysayers there, that's just fuel for their fire. Yeah, I mean, an accident on a new, a completely new hunt would be would be bad. Would be rough, even if it yeah. was just a complete fluke. And I mean, crap. But I'll, I'll tell you what, though, I couldn't believe the amount of, and that's well, that ties into a lot of of the things we've done. But man, the good guys out there stepped up. Yeah. I, the I mean, the CWTF stepped up with mentors. The farmer stepped up with permission. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I think the hunting community realized that this was a chance to show people that you can trust us with an increase in an opportunity and, and we won't let you down. So I was, I was really surprised with that too. Like just with our group up here, our CWTF group, we had a group message going there and I know Keaton had a lot of people calling him and he just yeah. put it on the group and be like, Hey, this, yeah. this guy's not from this zone. He's, they haven't got their bird yet. Is anybody is anybody able to take them out? And there'd be three or four hands thrown yeah. up, and they'd take them out and hunt a couple of days and and get a bird. They like, guided a lot of people. A lot of people. Yes, and, they and, did. And uh, you know, those people will never forget that. And I yeah. thought to myself, you know, hunting is competitive. Like it's yeah. not something. You know, we share that passion as a group of people. But you know, during that time, to see everybody kind of come together, like it, it was. It was cool, and it Both, just kind of uh, showed that everybody's on the same page that way, you know. Give give it give it a little bit of a, a of context there. Post a picture of a hundred and eighty inch buck, and then uh, see how many people are willing to talk about where that is and, yeah. and, and help helping you go out and try to <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah, not, yeah, they'll give you a location. It's probably not going to be yeah. anywhere near though. Post up on NB <laughs> Hunters that you got four guys from up north that want to come down here deer hunting yeah exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah see how many volunteer to take them out <laughs> yeah 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 no so the the community got around that in a way that i was very proud of yeah. you know and that and that see that gives me credibility when i go back and sit around a table full of people with suits and ties on right and say see you know yeah. you can let us expand our 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 sport and and because i mean let's face it there's a lot of people that would like to think that we're just a bunch of people get enough liquor into us and start shooting roads out the window of our truck right yeah, so 100 percent oh, yeah. like our culture is uh completely spoiled in a lot of different ways but no and so we well you guys have always done that i try to do it in my job just trying to raise that bar that you know yeah. we are conservationists we are yeah. we are stewards of the resource we want to see more of them born than die we're not Definitely. we're not running around irresponsibly so we've and that's part of the culture and i mean it, it, i kind of laugh now because everybody kind of rolls their eyes uh, and, and just an interesting little note the department of natural resources has put forward more initiatives in front of government and our cabinet than any other department yeah. in the last four and a half years really that doesn't surprise me yeah they started to make fun of me a little bit first, but now they kind of just roll their eyes and say, you know, just lay down, whatever. He's, he's, he's too stubborn. <laughs> yeah. so, don't, don't get, don't get his way. And so you know what it started they with? Know you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like I, I told you boys before, you can't hurt me if you punch me right in the face. So I'm not going to give up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but the first thing we did was when I, when I took the job, we were called the department of energy and resource development. Yeah. Yeah. And so this might sound silly, and it, and it was a small thing, but the first thing I did coming through the door was change the name back to DNR, yeah, the Department of Natural Resources, because energy and resource development doesn't inspire 
the development of natural resources, if you ask me. So I, I and that was more for my staff than anything else to say, OK, I'm going to send you a message that, you know, change your back when I'm gone. But while we're here, this is what we're going to be working on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. It should be it should be named proper because then once you start, you know, changing things like that, uh, whatever you said it was, their energy and energy, yeah, yeah, like you're just yeah. Then you get shoved into a, a different part of government, and nobody even really knows how to get a hold yeah. of you. You know, well, energy is important, and it's a huge part of what I do. Actually, it's probably. I probably put in a good 40 hours a week on energy related projects and they're exciting. Yeah. But, but the DNR, the natural resources stuff couldn't get lost in that shuffle. And, and quite frankly, anything fur fins or feather had been lost in the shuffle for a lot of years. So that's That's what it's just not been a priority, right? Yeah. It's just always kind of got the short shift. It's like, ah, it's, you know, it's, we got other things to deal with. Well, I mean, it's running itself. Let it go. And energy in New Brunswick is huge. I mean, we're running, we're running out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it's a big, it's a big thing, but it's, it's, it's important as well as not in, in light instead of, and that's what yeah. that's what we needed to that's what yeah. we needed to do. But that's the problem. We, I think that's the way it was looked at before. Is that it's not as important. Yeah, we need to that's look right. at it, you know. And now it's become its own priority. And you've got somebody that's putting the time into it, or a group of people like putting the proper time into it to get things done there as well as in the energy department. Oh man, we got some staff that are fired up now, right? Like yeah. they know that their work is going to be. It's going to go somewhere. Right. And I tell you, I don't blame staff because a lot of times they'd be working their butt off on something and then it just wind up growing dust somewhere. Right. Right. Yeah. What's the point? And what's the point? So if they get somebody that, that they're going to, they're going to put their hard effort into something and it's going to go somewhere. Well, then they, they're getting a lot more excited about putting that effort in. Yeah. So, no, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's been a privilege to be in the job. I'll tell you that. I imagine it has. And it's been, it's been fun to watch the progress that's been made as an outdoorsman. And you know what? You know what a byproduct of it was? What's we're that? making more money. We're making more money than we ever have. Oh, really? Yeah. Frankly, now, that's good. You know, one of the criticisms I got is, oh, well, when you do hunting bundles, well, hold on, you're actually going to discount the price. You mean you're going to eliminate the fee for miners' hunting licenses? You know, you're going to combine the summer hunting and the ice fishing license. That's going to cost us money. And I said, no, it won't. No, it's going to lower the bar, and there's going to be more people doing it. Yeah. Right. People are going to say, hey, that's a deal. I'm yep. in. Yeah, I should go yep. out and spend a bunch of money on traps and stuff. Like, yeah. Yep. And actually, I'm going to, I'm working on bundling the trap, putting a trapper's bundle in there, too. Pretty so, good. Well, I know, yeah. I know, like, uh, again, you know, for if we're trying to get young people into it and kids, like, you know, Rowan's licenses were free, mm-hmm. you know? Like, Absolutely. That's, no, that's I want to that's the way it should be, man. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting old. I'm getting the great I used to be the kid. Now we need to make mm. sure that 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 the kids that, that it doesn't die with us. No, absolutely. It's gotta be you know, we wanna we wanna make it accessible for them for sure. You know. Yeah, because I mean it's dying on its own in its own right, just the way the kids are nowadays. So it needs to be focused on and worked on more than ever. Yeah. Try to get them into it. Well, uh, you know, and, and the numbers are panning out. We're seeing more people buy those fishing licenses. We're seeing more youth buy hunting licenses, you know. 
um, we're seeing we're seeing more fe- uh, ladies and we're and we're seeing more adult uh, ladies and men take up the sport for the first time too. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I think certainly so, during COVID, like you know, yeah. just to just to look at North America as a whole, I think people just got tired of sitting around the house and said, "Well, we can go outside." Yeah, you yep. know, like why don't we go to this national park or why don't we? Yeah buy a fishing license yeah. like i used to love to fish let's get a fishing license and we'll all go as a family yeah. and, you know that people just took to it started people, going yeah. again people that used to go to like movies and they go to cafes and they do to theaters and plays and whatever more towny city stuff well that got shut down so yeah it's like what it are you did. gonna do sit home and twiddle your thumbs or are you gonna do, go outside and i mean i've always been an outdoorsman and and my wife, we've always been active outside. And man, the amount of people we saw exploded outside, yeah. like biking, hiking, hunting, fishing, you name it. It's been crazy. And well, that's yeah, good. Same, yeah, same. Well, Alice and I are also on a trail somewhere. Uh, she she might have her camera or I might have a crossbow or we might just have uh, snowshoes. Who knows, yeah. right? But uh, you're right. We, we're, we're, we're running into some crowds sometimes when we're out in the woods. And I'm thinking, yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's starting to work. It's good. That's what we need to see. It's weird because I'm not used to it, but no. it's, it's good to see. And you know what I mean? They're not all going to stick to it. Things are back to basically yeah, normal yeah. now. Yeah. And, but you know what? If 10, 20 percent of the people that out of the 100 percent of the people that started going outside stick with it. Well, we'll man, take that's that. huge. It's yeah, huge. no, we'll take that. It's absolutely huge. Allison actually harvested her first deer this year ever. Oh, no really? way. Frank, that's awesome. Yeah. Good yeah, no, she did. She followed me around the woods for 10 years and finally said, well, why don't you let me pick up the bow? There you go. <laughs> well, problem all, you, was, all you had to do was ask. <laughs> problem was she made me look like an amateur. So Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. They tend nope. to have a way of doing that when they first get out of day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm taking her in the woods. I got the shakes. I'm a mess, and she's just as calm as Clint Eastwood. And, Isn't that but, awful? Yeah. I, I am never more nervous or shook up than when my wife is shooting something. Yep. Like when that turkey hunt, like absolutely shitting bricks when she was hunting. <laughs> like I was, I could hear my heartbeat through my, my lungs yep. like breathing. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, and she just sitting there like, yep. Calm. Just calm. Yeah, 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 I know. Like, but you um, know what the worst part was is that, is that she nailed it just, just like a pro. Yeah. And then it was my turn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, geez, honey, my bow's not working right. <laughs> That's good for today. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're done. <laughs> yeah, well, let's just get your deer all dressed up here. We'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. But it it is nerve-wracking when your wife's hunting and you're watching. Oh, Frig, I've never I've never been so nervous hunting in all my life as when no, it's her pulling the trigger. Jeez, just shitting bricks. <laughs> So another thing I want we should we should talk about is that's very different from the past is you have a presence on social media. <laughs> You're very public with yourself. Well, that that comes back to the fact that uh, uh, you can't punch me in the face and have it hurt me, right? Yeah. So yeah. Social social media social media. Let's face it. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the the internet's going to hang around, right? They're yeah, not going to oh, cancel. Yeah. No. Yeah. And 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 I've seen an evolution over the last decade where uh, people get all of their information almost exclusively from social media. Now that's Definitely. fine. That's fine, but it's also dangerous if it's not interpreted properly. And I know from being on social media prior to being elected 
and, and particularly on on hunting related social media, I would see a lot of stuff where people would say things, and and I mean sometimes what they say is right, sometimes what they say is not. Mm-hmm. But when you've got groups that have ten, fifteen, thirty thousand people on there, and the wrong information is is put up with a strong enough sounding argument. Doesn't matter if it's wrong. That's what becomes what people believe. Yeah, well, and so I felt like it was important to be on there, and and I, I was see I was on on hunting sites before I got elected. I'll be on them when after I'm not elected. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, you're a hunter, right? <laughs> yeah. If I ran away from it, then that would take credibility away from me. Now there's there's weeks, boys, where I got ten hours in on dealing on social media issues, right? Especially yeah. if something winds up being a blow up and and it really needs attention like it can it can take up double digits in the hours of my week but it but it's crucial it is you know yeah. it's crucial we got to do it i i agree and getting back to your what you were saying about misinformation basically man yep. i'll tell you there are convincing arguments on both sides yep and yep. i mean yep. i've made my own mistakes reading something and just not researching it cuz it just Man, it sucked me in. I'm like, holy shit. That's well, crazy. Yeah. The reason why I know it's so important is because I'm guilty of it. Yeah, and that's like me. Well, I mean, I emailed you there once about some friggin' maple syrup thing and <laughs> yeah. I, I I read about it. I read it and my lord, whoever wrote that was friggin' good and stupid me. I mean, there's there's three sides. There's his side, his this guy's side, and then the truth. And I read one side, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" And so I sent you the email, and yeah. then you email me back and inform me, and I'm like, "Well, son of a bitch." Yeah, <laughs> but I haven't done it since, so you know. No, no, I mean, and that's and that's that that that's that's natural, and yeah. and, and and for so long, and when ministers doesn't mean no matter what department they're in, there's a social media page for them, but particularly with me and natural resources. I felt like if I, it, it, you know, for years, there would be no minister go on social media and say, well, let's have a look at it and let's talk about it and let's figure it out. Not a chance. They weren't accessible. Never, man. They, uh, no. Like they, like I said, I mean, my, my thought on a lot of politicians from what I've seen is they're in it for the pension. They're in it to not ruffle feathers. They want to just keep as many people happy as they can and try to get voted in long enough to get that pension. Keep your head down. Yeah. yeah just keep your head down. Don't ruffle feathers. And yeah. just. Well, well, you're right. And I, I, I mean, maybe I've earned the right to say, cause I am a politician, but there's times I don't like that about politicians. And, yeah. and, and I mean, I left a business that I loved, loved, created, built with my own hands because I had a chance to come in here and do this. I'm not here because there's some pension waiting for me. No, quite you put your head on the chopping block all the time. Oh yeah, there's no question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's, there's right out in the public. <laughs> never, never been anybody in there that's been like that in any department ever. No, nobody says anything. They just they say as little as they have to. Yeah, in, in but as I, you know few what? Places that they have to. And I've I found that you know there's there's some there's some folks you know, that you could hand them a check for a million dollars and they'd be mad. Now they got to go to the bank. What am I going to do? Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Oh man. I, I mean, all I, those things on NB hunters. I mean, some of the stuff that said there, you just, I mean, you just grab your popcorn and hit the comments and like, Holy frig. Like, yeah. And when I'm in a clue, what, when I, when I got some time and I'm in the mood, that's usually when it's a 50, 50, 60, 150 <laughs> comment. Grant, yeah. So. yeah. I think the records, uh, look, I think, I think we cracked 300 comments in yeah, one, yeah, yeah. one of them. It was yeah. nuts. It was a good No, read. but but it's good. 
I mean, yeah. public discourse is good. It's just a matter of making sure that we balance it with 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 proper information, yeah. right? And that we make sure that it. it I mean, uh, I know that I couldn't believe when I walked in. I'll tell you, there's a lot of things when I walked in at my boardroom as a minister, and I slapped the table and I said, "Boys, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to." Yeah. And and they did it. We've done a lot of stuff, but but I've also got some good staff that sat down and said, "100 percent, Mike, no problem." Yeah. But if we do that here's what's going to happen. And I was like, Oh crap, that's not a consequence I want to see happen. Like yeah. there's, there's some forestry stuff where, you know, careful what you wish for, because you could ironically do something that sounds popular, but could actually hurt the resource could hurt, could hurt the, 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 the land base could yeah. create, could create complications so right you know and so i try to go on social media and and just say yeah no i love it good idea i i agree with you yeah however you know i've got this practical reality i got to deal with if we wind up doing something like that then 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 you tell me and i always you know i always tell folks you know you you tell me you know here's the challenge i have give me a solution yeah and, and i'll do it that's something for me that i mean the whole forestry spraying and the deer herd and the moose populations like that whole beast is something that yeah. I really had. I'm not, I don't know what the right thing to do is. I mean, on one end you got half the friggin' province employed by the forestry business. And then right. on the other hand, you got animals that, I mean, they're obviously suffering yeah, yeah. from forestry practices. Like it's like the deer well, herds dying, the moose population isn't getting better in some places and it just i mean who knows what they're i don't know what the freaking answer is really well i mean uh, i i would be lying if i said i'm a, i i come to the table with all the expertise but i but i will tell you a couple things um you know when when we talk about forestry practices and here's what social media hasn't seemed to capture okay mm. uh, the biggest the biggest adversary to wildlife populations is is two things ha or three things really habitat food and cover yeah okay so that's what i walked in and i said okay i know i know enough to be dangerous but i do know that without habitat food and cover your wildlife populations are going to suffer yeah and i also know that between 1985 and 2020 we harvested a lot of area in the province of new brunswick yeah yeah but as 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 hopefully good as i am at the job i can't stand up trees that were already cut boys that's the, so, that's, that's, the, the thing. that's the worst part about it you know like when you think about back when my grandfather was a customs officer in, in fosterville like you know and in, in, in those days post-war like he you could shoot two deer which was yeah. easy i mean he yeah. could walk up the road and, and shoot two and then the american side would give him a license over there so he could you know free because he was a customs officer you go yeah. over there and you shoot one he's like there was deer everywhere but the winters were bad back then yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. would say every generation would say that the winters were worse when they were kids yeah and yeah 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 well you, um, you know what i mean so like progressively here like you have you have to think about it rationally and, lo and logically and and i think you're right like if if that is an issue like you can't just dig up trees and bring them here. Like, wouldn't it be great to, to plant, you know, a hundred thousand acres of oak trees that were, yeah. that, sure, were yeah. that were 20 feet tall and ready to go, yeah. you know? Well, and that's so the here's thing. What I, here's, what, here's what I am doing. If you guys don't mind giving me go like, ahead. just a couple of minutes and, and I'll try to summarize it as best as possible. Feel free. Go so ahead. I walked, in, 
walk in here and say, okay, uh, habitat, biodiversity, and ecological sustainability is important. That's part of what I wrote into that 140-page document. And and me personally, um, I I don't like herbicide. I'm opposed to herbicide because it kills food uh, for wildlife, right? And so that bothers me. So I said, okay, well, we've got to figure out what we're doing here. Now, the other side of that is, Matt, you, you said it. Uh, I think there's one in 12 people work in the forestry industry. It's worth 20,000 jobs and, and about $2 billion worth of GDP for the province. Right. Yeah. So when somebody tells me just to, to, to rip up every contract, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be the guy that, that closes shifts and mills and stuff like that. And, and, yeah. and so I just said that that's not going to happen. But I felt like we could make sure that forestry and conservation live under the same umbrella. I, we got we got somehow that you, we yep. got to find the find the balance. So so here's what we've embarked upon. And I'm going to tell you what I did. And then I'm going to tell you what that means we now have. So we we just completed the the, the largest, largest round of reclaiming conservation ever done in the history of the province of New Brunswick. It was historic. And, and you know what? I don't think anybody realizes what we did. We, we've reclaimed 400,000 hectares on crown land, 400,000 hectares to put it into permanent conservation. Yeah. That, that's is, that, is that what you've gotten overall in total, or is this just a recent deal as well, on top of what you've already done? So that's total. We now have 400,000 yeah. hectares total. Yeah. So that's 30% of the crown land footprint that's now in permanent protection. And, and some people say, oh yeah, well, it's, 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 it's bad land. No, it's not. Conservation groups. It wasn't Mike. It wasn't the forestry companies. It was groups like uh, Nature Trust, Nature Conservancy yeah. of Canada, the birding associations. The right people said this is legitimate land to conserve and it will, it will foster and grow biodiversity. Yeah. So, so uh, I think there's like 175,000 hectares of deer yards and old growth in there, right? So, yeah. so this is this is the right path. Thirty percent of it's protected. Then there's another 55 percent of crown land that's multi-use, and, and there may be some harvesting on there, but it's not plantation done with herbicide. Okay. Yeah. So 85 percent of crown land is not in a plantation and not herbicide treated. 15% of crown land is, and we've been growing these plantations now since 1985. Yep. So if that's where we're growing the trees for the mills, then keep growing the trees for the mills there. That's not, it's not habitat anyway. So if that can feed the beast, keep that yep. and put a hedge around that. I don't know, 15, 16, 20%. Give me the, if you can give me 80% or more of crown land to do permanent conservation and light touch forestry, because light touch forestry is amazing for mm -hmm. habitat growth, right? Like there's yeah. some really good pieces there. So, so what we've done is, and 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 when I came into office, I immediately halted the increase of any uh, any um, um, allocations of of land or or wood to uh, to industry. Boom, mm -hmm. 2019 halted it for five years to give me the runway to figure this out. So we just, the ink's still dry, uh, wet on it. In December, we we signed it off. So now we're going to have 30% of crown land in permanent conservation, 55% crown land in light touch forestry, 15, well, we'll say 55 to 50% in light touch forestry, 15 to 20% in plantations. Okay. Now, those plantations use herbicide. Right. They yeah. do. They do. 
So here's, here's, here's what happens. If I, if I immediately stopped using herbicide, those plantations would yield less wood, right? Yeah. I mean, the bottom line. So here's the problem I run into. We don't allocate land to the forestry companies. And I don't know, a lot, a lot of people don't know that. We don't allocate land to, to the forestry companies. We allocate cubic meters of wood to them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So right now I've got enough wood going to industry by growing and continuing to get more and more into that 15%. I want to get the most wood I possibly can into that. Yeah. Because that's what feeds the the, the machine. Yeah. Yeah. If I stop using herbicide, the percentage of a yield that we get off of those plantations goes way down. The forestry companies still have contracts that allow them so much wood. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going right. to say, well, we, we, need, well, to we, cut, we need to cut we need more. To cut more. Man, so, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I so, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's what I'm faced with. It's like, so ironically, if, if I, if I immediately cut out herbicide, I now have put more land mass at risk for, for, for clear cutting. Yeah. I don't so do basically that. you got herbicide and uh, plantation zones that this, okay, this is where you're going to grow your lumber. And this is where yep. half the province that makes a living off the frigging lumber business is going to survive. And that's the thing is because at the end of the day, the beast will call it, they have a never ending desire to continue to grow and get bigger and make more money always i mean if, if it was up yeah, to them yeah, they, yeah. they'd flatten the, the province but well, man, I mean, it sounds I, I, like you found a balance where they're going to have their their lumber yards and their areas that they can spray and plant yep. and it'll be a steady cycle over a period of 30 or 40 years whatever it takes to grow a spruce yep, tree yep. and now we're going to have other areas that are protected natural and going to be left alone and we're going to get old growth forestry back and you I mean, leave me you leave me 80 85 percent of the forest for diverse uses mm. for biodiversity and ecological sustainability and it, and i'll be dead the problem is i'll be dead right well, by the, the time thing. i mean yeah, well that's the thing people think they want you to just shut it down i mean basically and then eliminate freaking lump what the hell was that is that my dog uh, anyway mm -hmm. they basically want i think i think my dog just made a noise they want to eliminate the freaking lumber business basically to try to get deer back and it's like the yeah, way you you're can't, doing it, you, though, can't, you, can't you can't do that. I mean, you can't, you can't take jobs from people. Well, you can't bankrupt the friggin' province. I mean, no. it's it's insane. No. I mean, people got to no. live. People got to no. live more than a deer. But and, and and I'm modeling this after it's it's the triad model of forestry. New Zealand uses it. There's a couple of other jurisdictions that use it. Um, and people say to me all the time, "Well, Quebec bans spraying. Well, you could put you could put New Brunswick in Quebec's back pocket." Right for size wise, yeah. uh, Quebec played a band spring, but all they did is just keep cutting more. Yeah. So, right, uh, Nova Scotia uses herbicide spray, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, I tell you where it comes from. A lot of people, myself included, were awful ugly in 2014 when the forestry plan got put together, and it took conservation land away to give it to industry. Right. We were all, you know, we already have a rough balance there, a tight balance with our with our wildlife populations. That didn't, that wasn't helpful. Listen, boys, it was a conservative government that did it, and I was a vocal opponent of it. I was not in favor of it, and that's part of the reason why I wrote what I did in 2017. And so I walked through the door, and I realized, well, okay, it's not, it's not a, the old the old saying is forestry is not rocket science. It's a lot more complex. Right. So. 
So I said, okay, well, we've got to make something that, that, that will create a forest for everyone. And I feel like we've struck a balance. We've just embarked upon it. Is somebody still going to drive by a clear cut tomorrow? Absolutely. Right. Are there still going to be plantations? Yes, absolutely. But as we develop and mature that 80, 85% of crown land into real good habitat, Rowan will see it. My grandson will see it. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's always been my worry is that like, if, if it went and continued to go like, you know, we're just, we're just going to keep feeding this beast and we're not going to, we're not going to worry about the sustainability for, for hunters and outdoorsmen and, and just, just nature in general and wildlife, then, you know, by the time Rowan's 20 years old or, or 40 years old or whatever, yep. uh, there's going to be nothing left. There'll just be no. books about how there used to be wildlife yeah, right. here. That's right. And and so now we're on a path where, you know, over 40, 50, 80 years, we're going to see a major difference in the in in the dynamic of how things are done. Even with even with uh, predominant fur stands that right. we have fur furs, a furs, a, a tree that doesn't do well. And as global warming and as the climate uh, uh, change is more upon us, as the temperature increases, fur doesn't do well. Right. Right. And we got we got some large plots of fur that are rotten on the stump. They're only 40 years old. Right. So so we're going to see we're going to see them. They're going to have to be harvested. Can't let them blow down. Uh, what do you want to do? Let them blow down and turn into a forest fire magnet. So what we're going to see there is that when those fur get dropped, there's certain areas where we've identified that if we allow that to regrow naturally, it's going to be great hardwood stands. Right. So. Let's talk. So it's 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 like it's like letting the land do what the land wants to, and then at the same time containing certain areas to ensure that our industry has the ability to to not just continue but to grow, and 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 the amount of wood, the amount of cubic meters we're getting per hectare off of those crown land plantations is actually growing. Good. So so I see a day where we actually give more wood. To the to the forestry industry from the same piece of ground. Yes, sir. Well, that'd be that, that'd be even that, better. I mean, that's where, the, yeah. That seems that seems to be a, a a super good way to do it because I mean, like you said, I mean they they have a certain amount that they want, and if you it'd be almost like farming, you know, if you said, hey, yeah. you know, we're we're just not going to spray mm. anymore, zero spray. Yeah. You know, there. I mean, it'd be like a couple of years ago, and we didn't have any water. We didn't have any rain. Yeah. Nobody, you know, everybody's potatoes were small, and and you know, yeah. it was a big, it was a bad deal. You know, yeah, and I mean, farming in New Brunswick when people are pissed off about spraying, they're not looking at the commercial use on golf courses. They're not looking at the farming use. They're looking at forestry, and 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 I think it's because of politicians. Yeah. I well, think it's because even, of... even look at neighborhoods. You drive through a neighborhood and all the little signs on the lawn sprayed with whatever. I mean, oh, if 50, I know. 50 to 70% of the lawns are all sprayed in, in a subdivision, I mean, damn, boys, man, the entire ground is covered with it. So, boys, I tell you, I can't, like, I, I have literally driven by sign, lawns where they've had, they've had uh, signs on them and then, and then a stop spraying sign. Yo, you, gotta, you gotta be kidding no i've seen it right oh, i'm thinking wow. and, and and so i remember doing that one day and i remember thinking oh like at first i wanted to drive in the yard or whatever but then i thought no 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 i can't be mad yeah. i can't be mad but yeah. i have to educate 
now. Exactly. Well, that's, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, we're we're in a day and age now where we've got an overabundance of information. Like it used to be that information was tough to find outside of like grabbing a book and reading what somebody wrote a long time ago. But now we're so covered up in information. Like we should be smarter than we've ever been, but yeah. we're, we're, we're way more led astray, easier. The, the, the problem is, is that information's easier to access. Big time. But, but there's no, there's no benchmarks with which to interpret it. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so then we wind up going down a rabbit hole and then you add, you add social media's algorithms to it. Yeah. If I, if I go on there and I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell, I tell people this all the time. I tell my kids this. A friend of mine told me this, and I thought, this is brilliant. If I go online and I say, uh, I love Trump, for example, right? <laughs> That's all of a sudden, you guys have done it. You, you, yeah. You're sitting around talking about talking yeah. about needing to replace your couch, and then all of a sudden you're getting Leon's ads all, all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Your phone's, your phone's listening. Algorithms determine what we get for information. So, so I tell people, if you are, if you are in favor of something, search it, but dedicate an equal amount of time searching the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's all you'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and people even speak in complete untruth. It can be so convincing. Mm-hmm. And, you oh, know, yeah. I just either, I just, I quit sharing anything unless I've got the time to dedicate into really looking into it and finding out. And that's yeah, hard so to do nowadays. Well, it is. I mean, it, it, that becomes a rabbit hole in yeah. and of itself. And I don't we have never time have for chance. that. No, no, God, no, we don't have time for that. So, so the forestry model is is one that has. Um, I mean, we put the Crown Lands of Forestry Act in place in 1982. We amended it in 1992, and and it consists of what's called an evergreen agreement with the forestry companies, and that's legislated into law. And quite frankly. It is it is a hard and fast document that's the backbone of 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 the of the industry, and so I can't collapse that, but I can adjust it, and I can bring in strategies that are going to be good for all concerned. The other thing the other thing I'm going to do is that every five years those are renewed. Now from 1982 till today. Uh, every five years, they've been renewed, and basically, they've just simply been: um, how much wood are you cutting? How much wood do you need? How much more do you want? Okay. Yeah. And and I'm oversimplifying it, but that's essentially what they've been. And so, what I'm saying is that every five years, when they need to be renewed, we need to have the conversation about um, agriculture, blueberries, mm-hmm. for example, on yeah. Crown Land, right. maple maple sugar. Um, we got to talk about First Nations. We got to talk about conservation. We got to, and we got to talk about the forestry companies. We got to have everybody that has a hand in Crown Land sitting around the table talking about where we're going. And I've started. I've, I've, I've just actually. I don't have it formed yet, but I've gotten permission to start the Crown Lands Forest Advisory Board. That's going to be able to to look at all uses of Crown Land. You know, eat the meat, spit out the bones, and come out with a multifaceted approach to how we manage crown land going forward. Because if I conserve all this land and then I'm gone, we I got to put some pillars in place that are going to live after I'm it's gone. It's got to be protected, yeah. Yeah, for a, after yeah. you're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's like it's like the duck doesn't look like he's doing a whole lot from the surface of the water up, but the legs are beating. Yeah. Uh, 
on the water down. So, so yeah, you're going to see a lot of, you're going to see a lot of stuff on social media from very well-meaning people yeah. that criticize a lot of things about forestry yeah. and I get it and I'm there with them. And, 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 and the problem is, is how do, how do we, how do we take what we just talked about and turn it into a Facebook post? So well, it's hard. That's, that's the thing. I mean, so many people like they see just what's happening on the outside and they go, well, what would they do that for? Like, why wouldn't they just do this? And it's like, man, there's so much more to what mm-hmm. goes yeah. on, you know, behind the doors I, I, yeah. and the process I, of this. Like, I, well, I, that's I, like what I find do. people don't get. They don't understand. That. No, and, 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 and you know what? They're passionate. Yeah, and, they and, definitely and I, are. And, and so even though I, I might uh, give an explanation that's contrary to something that they're passionate about, I respect that. I mean, that was me, man. That was me. Yeah. So, so I certainly have a huge respect for it. I will go 100% unequivocally on the record as saying that I sure wish I was going to get the payoff from the forestry industry that I get accused of getting. That'd be great. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, I have rapidly diminished my opportunity to leave politics and move into the forestry industry. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that ship sailed. Pretty boy, sure. So. Pretty sure you don't have a career for waiting for you outside of that. <laughs> no, eh? no, no, no. I I watch that all the time, and I think, boys, my financial future would be a lot better if what they're saying is true. Oh, I know, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so. you know what I mean? It's these people that come on there and th- and expect you to just go and just quit spraying everything and just be done it's like well do you realize the effects of what like you're gonna you'll literally bankrupt the province you'll put thousands of people out of work like well yeah now 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 we are working on i mean there's some really good technology in seedling development so we are working on uh i was at a conference this week actually this week and 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 we've got a lab that's three that's three generations of spruce trees, and not ge- genetically modifying them, but getting the best of the best. Mm-hmm. They started they started back in the seventies, boys, finding the best trees and shooting pine cones off them at the top. Yeah, and then and then and then breeding and crossbreeding. That's until- just like, sounds like dog breeding. You just you pick the best. Yeah, to get yeah. the best. You get the best. You get the best genetics. Yeah, yeah. for sure. What, so what I see a day where you can you can have a seedling that's so superior that it can be planted and it won't require a herbicide. Right. Like that yeah. that work that work is taking place. Those conversations are happening about you know how can we because herbicides uh, an expense too, right? Yeah, yeah big time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any of that stuff, can, fertilizers, can, all that stuff. If you could tell any of us that you know you can get the same result with with, with less cost, yeah, we're oh, going to be, be all over it yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, don't that's that's the way with it, with everything. I mean, we live in the potato belt; they're all the time like there's that's a multi-billion-dollar mm-hmm. you know organization trying to figure out how can we grow yep better vegetables, better, more, yeah. faster, yeah, and yeah. less I mean, weed. Those, those poor Irishmen over in the 1700s would have loved to have had you know, scientists working on creating potatoes. They right, wouldn't, they would. Yeah. So, I mean, technology is going to 20 years from now, who knows what we're going to have, it, well, yeah. but, but, but it's not a, it's not a, a, a magic wand that you can wave tomorrow without having some significant unintended consequences that would, like I said, ironically hurt the goals that we have to, to, to create diversity too. So yeah. they all, they all got to work together. Yeah, there's just a lot of things that, again, like we talk about people that are passionate about things, and and you you said it best, like you respect that you respect their passion and their their opinion and things, but it's, you know, there's there's generally when they have an answer for why don't we do this, you know, 
that would be great yeah. if you could yeah, just just pull the, just pull the trigger and 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 stop it all together but man there's there's a lot more to it you know yeah and and what's the and that work out needs, of that that work needs to continue and if i uh, i mean as long as i'm in this job i mean, we're continually looking on how to do do better do better do better absolutely mm. I don't know how much longer uh, this job will keep me, but as long as I'm there, uh, that's that's the overarching goal. So, because I, so I want to be able to report back to my people, my hunters, that we're you know perfect, no, but we're making progress. And I'll tell you what, four hundred thousand hectares now in protection. Mm. I'll, I'll give you a little context. Two two things. That's the equivalent size of about 19 Fundy National Parks Jeez. that are now in permanent protection. Okay, yes, sir. That's a, a big chunk. Down. Yeah, and 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 I mean the the like that's 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 a that's historic. It's never yeah. it's never been done before. And the other thing is, in 2014, when the forestry plan was written, that everybody gets so hot about, myself included, our protected areas in New Brunswick were at 28 percent, and that forestry plan took them to 23 percent. Okay, wasn't happy about that. Now we're not at twenty eight percent; we're at thirty percent. Yeah. So yeah. we've we we we've 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 moved the dial yeah. in the other direction in a significant shift. So you know, like I said, you see the results on that tomorrow. No, you can grow carrots in three months. It takes you thirty years to see any movement on forestry exactly. when you make changes, right? So yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, those those. Those trees grow probably faster than than a lot of trees, but yeah. it's still going to take that long, you know. And it's well, going to take thirty years in the wildlife department to see, like with actual yeah. wildlife to see the effects of these changes too. Well, right? yeah. well, and I mean, like you read that I have that book there that I'm going through now, uh, Men of the Autumn Woods. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You look at you look at what Maine did to its forest, and I mean mm -hmm. that's why all those hunters were coming up here because we had we had forest and it was yep. full of game yeah. right they had cut all their woods down and uh, <laughs> when they write when they write that book again in 50 years i think that new brunswick's going to have a pretty good chapter i think so too yeah you know and and we protected like there's some areas that we protected that were cut and i mean, I, yeah. I saw a couple times people were saying oh all you're doing is is protecting a clear cut well yeah. what happens to a clear cut if you leave it alone and <laughs> exactly. let it regrow naturally yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there is no overnight fix for this. People want you to just shut her down, quit spraying, doing this, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, man, like that's not going to work. Like, you got to come up with a friggin' reasonable solution here, and nobody's got one. But this nope. sounds like a good, reasonable solution. So, in those, well, I think, in, in the, I think we threaded the needle in in those areas, Mike. Like, is there any? Like, I mean, you, you know as well as I do when you go down through like New England anywhere the the state lands and i mean it's not because they plant them it's just because it's just because they're there but they're just absolutely full of not bearing trees like, not bearing trees yeah is there yeah. is is there any of that, that this province has ever i'm sure there's been a consideration at some point is there any thought behind maybe re replantation of things like that as well as softwood but would it be replanting or because have we ever had oak stands wild in new brunswick or are they more no, something that you see no. in the towns yeah we we've never we've never had a very prolific population of oak mm. now i'll tell you what i'm more worried about is regenerating our maple which will yeah. grow well okay. right 
you know, like we've got, we've, we've got, we got some hardwood issues, uh, wood volume, hardwood issues coming at us in the next few years. Right. And so what, what, what do we know naturally grabs hold in the good, rich soils of New Brunswick? And that's, that's your maples, right? Yeah. Your maples, your birches and stuff like that. So, so what I, what I think is instead of, instead of a lot of effort and energy put into importation of plantations for oak that, that, arguably might not go well in our soil mix we know that if we can put a focus on protecting areas that are going to regenerate naturally in maple or like in those fir stands that i'm talking about making sure that if the if the land in those will will regrow hardwood let's do that Mm. yeah so yeah yeah so so you're right and what you're saying and i've been down through all there too and like i said you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the woods of New England and just cover, you know, you can hear the acorns dropping, right? Like oh, that's like, definitely. wow. Yeah. But I, but I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, we, we have a few of those trees around here and there's definitely a lot more towards like yeah. Grand Lake and, and Cambridge Narrows and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, if you put tons of money into putting those in the ground for the sake of having more nut bearing trees and then all of a sudden something comes in wipes them out or they don't do well like i mean geez you're you're in a mess that, then so those are resources that are essentially lost right so right so i that that was something that, that i've always kind of wondered because i know we have like a a seedling farm or i don't know the yeah, term we do. i guess but yeah i didn't know if that was part of there, what they did or not 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 a huge focus on it. I mean, um, I also think that you know, the cedar. When you talk about deer, yeah, you know, you know, we we've got some we got some see cedar. The, the problem is it's spread out all over the province, and it's and it's not in large volumes. So, you know, uh, I've talked to staff about you know what can we do to see us expand in some of our cedar areas because, I mean, I shot a lot of deer over in a, in a cedar swale, right? Yeah. So. Well, they, they, need, they, they need those areas definitely in the wintertime to, to yep, yard in yep. and survive, you know. That's where make the big it, yeah. boys hang out when the pressure's on. Yeah, that's right. So there's, you know, we could look at we could look at oak or other nut bearing trees, or what do we got that grows, you know, that will come up naturally in our landscape and focus on that. Mm, yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it definitely needs to be protected, like, conservation is is huge and when again when we're talking about like regeneration of forest like it would be nice if you could just hit a magic wand and regrow those trees but you're absolutely right it's kind of no different than roosevelt down in the states when he protected all that land like he was basically planting a tree that he would never see the shade from you know that that's what i'm doing that's exactly what i'm doing is and and I'll tell you what, man. You guys got kids, but yeah. I mean, uh, throw a grandchild into the mix, boys, and talk about generational legacy yeah. and what oh, yeah. it means to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's 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 somebody that's an actual to the core good person that's gonna well, yeah, well, plant a tree that they know that they will never truly see the shade from. You know, they're yeah. doing it for for the next generation. You know, because somebody did that for me, and I'm gonna do it for you guys. And yeah, like the work you're doing today is what Rowan's gonna see when he's our age and his kids. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep, yep the, his kids will really benefit. <laughs> yep. No, you're you're right, and and that's and you know what? You're never doing the wrong thing if you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, that's it. Maybe you'll have that job someday, <clears throat> Rowan. Because there's absolutely no reason that north, like New Brunswick, can't be like Northern Maine. Like you go to Northern Maine, there's friggin' deer, moose everywhere, bear. 
Only and I think oh, they, it's the same. It's the same piece of ground, boys. It's right. Yeah, it's know? the same ground. It just they were a little bit ahead of the the, the schedule and got things figured out. Yeah, and now keep in mind, they still use herbicide. They yeah. still do. They so at the end of the day, what they do different. Well, they put a focus on some things, and maybe they're a little further down the road on us, but yeah. what are we doing now? Putting a focus on some of we're, those we're, things. Yeah, you're working on it, and we'll get there to where they're at. Yeah, and, and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't always that way. I mean, again, no. you read you read that book. They they completely flattened that place. There yeah. was nothing left. Like, they were in dire straits. Yeah, they, they cut her down. That's, that's why all of that happened. That's why all those guys from New England were coming to New Brunswick. Yep. You know. And that's the thing. And I mean, when I'm talking about the machine or the beast, I mean, like I said, their goal is to make money and more money and more money. And I mean, the things that you've got in place, it sounds like we're at a level where they're going to be satisfied and happy. And the hunters are going to be happy. Well, not everybody, but never, no one's ever always happy. But it sounds like it's a good balance. The beast will be fed and the machine will be fed. The hunters will be happy. Game is going to grow back and, and, we're on the right track to we are my, get where we need my, to be. My assistant tells me all the time, he says, listen, if you can make half the people half happy, he said, you've, you've you got a job well done. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, like, let's, let's be honest here. In, in New Brunswick, like, that is the industry. It is, man. That's know? what this province is. And, and I mean, you know, if it was one person with one mill that had two people working there, mm. like, that would be a different story. But yeah. we work with the resources that we have, and we just try to find a balance. But what that takes is somebody that actually cares about yep. the wildlife like. to be sitting in the hot seat going, okay, yeah. this is more than just uh, check off all the boxes, show up for work, and punch out at the end of the day. Like We've got to do something here to make this sustainable for my grandkids so that they'll yeah. have a forest to hunt in and go, hey, the only reason we have this is because somebody stopped took a look around and said we got to do something a little different here boys we're still going to get along but we we got to take a little bit of this yeah. back and make sure it's sustainable yeah because yeah, we've actually got somebody that is a hunter and cares about the the critters in the woods in new brunswick finally i don't know i forgot a lot about hunting i didn't, haven't had a chance to get out a whole lot this job that is gets and yeah. grims my style for getting into the woods so yeah I, it I, does yeah, no, but uh, I, I watch you guys, so I, I live my hunts vicariously through you guys, so that works, <laughs> that works good for me. Well, I'll so. tell you what, we're not slacking or any. Yeah, we're, we're, no. we're, doing, we're picking up the slack if there is any. Yeah. <laughs> so I see I see waterfowl starting to come back. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's been pretty warm south of us, and, uh, you know, realistically – most of that stuff only goes as far south as it needs to. And I mm -hmm. know that uh, our buddy Jeff Coates, yeah. he lives in Ocean City, Maryland. He runs uh, Pit Boss Waterfowl. You may or may not have yeah. seen that online. Yeah. And uh, he was telling me the other day, he said, it's been unseasonably warm here all week. Yeah, yeah. It was mild. Mm. And uh, so I don't think they went very far. And there's, I know certainly here, there's a ton of cornfields that got cut late. Yeah. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of birds around that are going to stick around and i'm really hoping this year uh that we can get some banding going on in this area because we got yeah. a really good opportunity i know they like to do it later on in the year when they're molting but if we could get them on the way back here mm. like early spring maybe do some yeah. some traps or something uh on some canada geese 
that would be awesome because I feel like in this province, like we, we, we banned a lot of ducks, but like we had Sean Stahl up hunting with us, uh, two years ago. And I mean, that guy travels all over North America everywhere to, to hunt waterfowl, mostly Canada geese. And said he'd never hunted a place like this before and, and mm-hmm. he asked us a good question he's like where do your where do your geese come from and i mean we can only kind of guess yeah 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 we yeah. don't know but uh anyway i know that rob Capozzi does a lot of that and uh man i'm really hoping we can yeah. get a better program is that something you have a hand in or any type of an influence in, in no i don't have a direct hand i don't have a direct hand in it but um i do have federal counterparts that if you guys have if you guys have any noise you need made with it, I mean, I've got relationships with federal federal counterparts. And what federal department does that come under? Is that would that be uh, NRCAN, Natural Resources Canada? That's uh, that would be CWS, but yeah. I don't know if that's even what they're called anymore. The one down in Sussex, they're they're they would they would do all the regulatory stuff and and. Uh, Maybe it's would that be Environment Canada? Is that Maybe. what they're called? I now? mean, I think they're because we've that been trying umbrella. to get them up here for literally years, but and it, they've got no desire to come band up here. But but I mean, even even to just have somebody like come and say, hey, because I mean, we have our hands on a lot of geese, and we always talk about how there there has to be more to this than mm. just going out and and shooting some birds and going home, cleaning them, and calling it a day. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the last. I don't know. We'll say five or six years. Like we have some different birds coming down through this flyway, like oh, big very, time, different yeah. sizes. We see a lot of, of things here that are, uh, you know, only in this flyway mm-hmm. with these birds. And, and, but there's really nobody that biology wise really pays much attention to them they're kind of a pain they're kind of a pain in the ass for everybody and and for us like it's it's our it's our thing right honestly honestly mike like i've been into waterfowl hunting 15 16 years or so Uh, yeah and the change that i have seen since the day i started to today is absolutely crazy it is huge it's exploded the numbers of birds the variance of birds is just nuts here yeah, we like, and we got nobody interested but us. We've got a lot. We've got a lot of waterfowl, goose wise, coming yep. f- coming from England. We, yep. We're seeing a lot more pink footed geese here. Okay. Uh, a few years ago, there we got into some barnacles, but like every year, we have white fronted geese come here, which is a western bird. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, unless yeah. they were com- unless they were going south from the west and then coming back north through our area nesting in labrador and then coming yeah. down through but i don't think so i i think they're and we're getting tons of birds coming from greenland that are collared and have gps tracking devices on them like yeah okay all kinds it, of stuff. It, it is it is. i mean the migration is is freaking cool anyways yeah. in the first place but i mean there's a i know that there's plenty of people that just shoot them and they're canada geese or their geese or yeah. whatever but for us, everyone that hits the ground and the dog brings back, we're looking it over. Oh, and we're passionate about it big time. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, let me, uh, well, offline there, talk to me about ways I can kick, some, kick it in the rear a little bit. We would just uh, love to see banding take place up here in Carlton County. And, and We've been asking for it for years. It's not, uh, it, it's, not a, it's not a matter of, like, work, because or employment because we we we've got the people here to do it we will volunteer yeah we've got the people here that that would help do it we just need the 
the man with the license to come up here. You know. Well, let's put that on our to-do list then, gents. And fire Absolutely. a net and fire a net over them. I heard they have <laughs> shotgun shells with nets built into them. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good job. Yeah, but but I mean, it would be it would be cool to kind of be a little bit more of a, a leader here because I know that we yeah, have yeah, some, yeah. some yeah. sort of. I know that for years we've had some sort of like Atlantic waterfowl meeting, and when we used to have Delta yeah. waterfowl here in the Maritimes, like I really wanted to be a part of that to get in on that because I mean our, our boots are on the ground. Like I, I'd, I, we would well, definitely, yeah. we, we would definitely. I'd like to see somebody who rivals as many days as we oh, put in nobody does, in a man. year from nope. September to nobody December. Does. You know, and and it's not again. It's not just. Well, this is how many birds we shoot. It's like this is what we see changing and going on because we're paying oh, attention. Okay. You know? Yeah, you guys live it. You guys live yeah. it. So, sure. so well, and we're in touch with other people that are like-minded. Like yeah. everybody that's hardcore about waterfowl in the Maritimes. I mean, we know on a probably a pretty good personal level. Yep, they and see I mean, the same thing. You could have a pretty good committee of very well-educated many 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 years of combined experience to to talk about it and, and advise and and help <laughs> yeah because i mean a lot of things in this and a lot of the laws and things like that even with guiding right i mean like mm. the 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 professional guide license where it's three you know you can only take three yeah, hours if you're yeah. guiding you know what i mean like that's all based on big game because we probably there, had 25 canada geese in point. the whole province that's another point. Why those can't, are those are things I can work on. Yeah. Like why can't a waterfowl guide guide more than three people? They're literally standing shoulder to shoulder in a blind. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And those actually conversations about that are taking place right now. Yeah, yeah. That, so. that that would be that would be a good change. And something else to talk about the guide license that, that I would like to see and, and you know, people might not like me for this, but obviously we don't get too wound up about well, those things. Uh, <laughs> I I would I would love to see our guide licenses almost be a little bit more like Maine. Where oh my brother, yeah. let me tell you, you know, I know that I I sit and talk with my friends in Maine, and I you know we're sitting around the camp talking about how great we are, and I mm -hmm. tell them yeah. I'm a guide in New Brunswick, and they laugh at me. They say, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it really is like it oh, should be I'd more love than to have it. it. I mean, I'd love to have it be something. Yeah. That we're talking, we're talking a badge on your chest, boys. Like, like yeah, you're, definitely. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like, to be a Maine Master Guide is a mega achievement. It like sure you, is. Like you've you've done something. <laughs> No, 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 you're not, yeah. you, like, I, I'm on record as saying I want to raise the bar about what that means. Now, you know what, if you want to have a category where, you know, you're just a, just a, a fella with a guide license. That wants you know, to not, take family members or something. Yeah, not, not opposed to having something out there that will accommodate that. But for those of us that want to raise up and say that, you know, we're a step above. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, sir. No, sign, that's sign me up. Yeah, like I, I'm full on, and I know that there's a lot of people that. Well, I know Julian and them in Nova Scotia, their guide license, like they had to go for two days for a yeah. course. Yep. But that, but that yep. sends them. And maybe you know more about it, Mike. But the, he's good to guide a lot of different places. Yeah, with yeah. That. yeah. No, I you listen. You're talking a language that I, I'm picking up that for sure and i think that uh I've, that conversation started you know i've i've met with the professional footer and guides association you know we all feel like and i'm all about raising the bar anyway right 
Now, back to this goes right back to the fact of when I talk about doing, if I can do anything that dispels that stereotype of us just being bohonks running around shooting mm. road signs, yeah. I'm going to do it, so. Yeah, because that's, that's so. one thing for me personally, I pride myself in, I, I pride myself in being just a good outdoorsman with outdoorsman exactly. skills and ability. If shit goes sideways in the middle of the nowhere, I can take yep. care of myself. We'll, we'll be, we'll be, okay we'll be okay in, in the yes, event yes, something yes. happens, you know, when somebody yeah. comes, when somebody comes to hunt with you, you, you didn't get, you didn't get your license out yeah. of a cereal box. Like you, right. you're, you're a woodsman. They you can know. be yeah. confident in knowing that they're coming with somebody that, that yeah. knows what they're doing. Yeah. So it would be cool. And I don't know, I don't know what that looks like, whether you adopt something from another province or that's, that's, you know, the ins and outs of that a little, I, a little better. I, yeah, I do. I mean, we could have a whole other podcast on that, but jurisdictional scans are taking place. We're looking to where it's done in other locations. Mm. We're looking at what that would look like specific and tailored to in a Brunswick situation. And no, oh, yeah, no, no, I, yeah. you, you are talking something that, that, that I agree with hundred percent and, and, and I'm in the middle midst of working on it, So. Yeah, that's, that's that, awesome that, to hear. That, that that's good to hear because again, that the waterfowl part of things for me, with yeah. the with you know only being able to guide three people, and then yeah. if you got six people, yeah, you, yep. you have to have another person. There. And it's not. And if you got six people, that's perfect. But what if you got four? Right. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I run into. Like, I got one group, or if I got one group that's coming, and I got four guys, well, I have to pay a, a guide a complete week's wages to guide one person. Yeah, your you know, margin like, starts to get pretty thin doing that. Yeah, like I mean, I'm losing money if he's not guiding three people, and I'm guiding three people, then I'm I'm losing money. Yeah, and you know, I mean, fortunately, I think I'm I've got all groups of six. I'm pretty sure there's one I'm waiting for, but I mean, last year I didn't. But if, yeah, and and in that instance, like too, to be fair, like if you, if you need help and you and you need to hire somebody, regardless of the numbers of guys. You you do so, but the but yeah. the but but the ability to be able to go and you know any place else with with we'll say birds mm -hmm. across the country like you just they never even they never even well, looked again, at it. Again, it's just finding obstacles to our sport and removing them. Yeah, yeah. and I mean like PEI's laws are different than Alberta's mm -hmm. laws, like in Ontario's yeah. laws. Like when I guided in Alberta, I wasn't allowed to shoot as a guide. I couldn't even shoot that same day. Like if they came and hunted with me and then they left, they were gone on the plane and I was just standing around twiddling my thumbs in the <laughs> afternoon. Like I could yeah. still couldn't go. But Ontario, you could active free you, for all. Yeah, yeah, you could actively shoot with your hunters, like if you wanted yeah. to. Now, well, P, and P, we can guide in Ontario. Yeah, and PEI, PEI, you can have a gun as a guide, but you can't. You don't have a limit. You're not actively shooting birds. You're there to shoot cripples if you if you've got a yeah. gun. So, I mean, you know, you look at it whatever whatever way you want, but. No, that's a good that con that's a good conversation to keep going. Mm. It's happening now, and I'm in. I like that. That's good. We'll have to definitely stay in touch about some of the things. I mean, like we're obviously big water. Oh, we sure. got waterfowl mm -hmm. guys, but I'm an outfitter. Matt's an outfitter guide. Uh, bear hunting, like you name it. I mean, turkey hunting. We're we're on board for anything. Anything. That's like, right. We're we're willing to give our input for whatever it's worth. Well, and and, and at one time that industry was huge. Yeah. Here in yeah. this in this province, I mean, our our premier knows that his his 
family were outfitters you know oh, yeah. my grandfather worked for them down there you know they all yep. lived in the same community there's nothing i'd love to do more than quit my day job and be an outfitter <laughs> and i mean we're we're all about we we have what we have to offer mm-hmm. in this province and and it's an outdoor place yeah right so Freaking right, yeah. Well, you're talking my language, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that's the, that's the thing, man. I mean, we've always pretty much been on the same page for many, many years. So, it's good to actually get you on here and talk about it. Yeah, this is great. And the other thing with with on that same topic too. I mean, like the age gap there has mm-hmm. been huge, right? Yeah. There's nobody up and yeah. coming. Because maybe yeah. there wasn't a reason to, but now a, a lot of people are. I know in our own group, there's three or four of us that are in that industry now. So, yep. you know, and actively yep. wanting to do more. So, yeah. And I mean, we got us a TV show coming. I mean, hunting show. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, yeah, I know. It's it, it, lots, the future's looking good, boys. Yeah. And, and I always say um, the, the answer is yes. We just might have to figure out how to go about doing it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 100%, man. Yeah. I, I get that totally. So another thing I wanted to talk to you about, Mike, um, down at the forestry school, now yep. they've got a more of a fish and wildlife program down there. Yep. So I know like Rowan was talking about maybe he's got a couple of years left of school and he was talking about he's really thinking that he might want to be a biologist. Yeah, okay. And he, and he was thinking about... Um, going down to the college because there was somebody was there yeah. not somebody that came to the school and yeah we had a, a career fair and there was the college had a dude that come and he put up a big stand and they had pamphlets and stuff saying how much it cost and some of the stuff we'd learn and like 75 percent of it's outside or something like that and a bunch of it's in little bits in the classroom you learn like, yeah, yeah the trees and stuff and just everything you'd have to know with forestry and then if you want to branch off from there, you can go to UMB and you can get like your master's and stuff in yeah. science and things like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, I'm, I don't know all of the answers on, on how you transfer, transfer o- over what goes with you, uh, what you need and stuff like that. But I do know that, that there's expansions on course material there. Yeah. Like it seems, cause I know, uh, friends of ours jason and sarah mclean they both went to the forestry college and they didn't at the time they didn't have the fish and wildlife program there and i remember when i graduated it wasn't it wasn't there either um but now it's kind of going that way so i wondered if that was something that uh your platform as a government was like hey we need to get more uh, people into fish and wildlife in this program because there's going to be more opportunity in this province or whether that was just something that the school as its own entity brought forth. Yeah, well, indirectly. I mean, because they, I mean, there's never been so many opportunities or there's never been so many things that are moving in the direction to create opportunities. But the college comes up with that stuff independent of the of, of, of us. I don't, uh, I don't influence cur- curriculum or anything like that. Right. I just make sure there's lots of ways that people can make a living in the industry. Oh yeah, and then and then the university comes up with additional programming to to meet that need. It looks like that's what I was thinking. It looks like there's going to be with you and at at the range. I mean, it looks like there'll be a lot more opportunities for jobs in that department where it's really being focused on and worked yeah. on. So, 
yeah, and the college, I mean, it's their job to be receptive of where things are going and where the opportunities are. And nothing make me happier than 10 years from now, see that this work is, is putting, you know, 1,000, 1,500, 4,000 more people to work in our, in our, mm. in our realm. So, yeah, especially yeah. in the fish and wildlife yes, yeah, sir. sector, you know what I mean? For, for, forestry is, is always seems to have been like a, a definite push. Like I know a, a guy that I was a pipe fitter with is a, works for DNR as a forestry <laughs> tech and, and whatnot. But I'd certainly like to, as, as we talked about before, all the way through this, it always seems like fish and wildlife kind of takes a back seat. And uh, it would be awesome to, to it see would. Hmm. Well, some of the stuff we didn't talk about tonight, but um, we formed a, uh, a committee that didn't exist before on species at risk in the province. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's a, that's a and, good deal. It, well, listen, uh, it's pretty exciting because we, uh, we, we, we've employed identification and mitigation strategies on over 50 different species that are at risk in New Brunswick. That's just in the last couple of years. Wow. That committee that committee didn't exist and we formed it. And and so and then when you put the Crown Lands and Forest Advisory Board together, there's going to be a lot more conversations that start identifying stuff that needs to be done with boots on the ground, right? So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that takes biologists and jobs and Yep, yep and, yep. and it keeps like my wife Lori, she had said it keeps people in the province. You know, absolutely. That, they're good jobs. They pay well. You know, we're the, the one of the consequences of all this stuff is that we're creating, we're creating opportunity in yeah. our in our in our business that we love. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and that's a big thing. I mean, like again, going back going back to Rowan, Like, I mean, there's only so many opportunities in this province for specific types of biology yeah. jobs like mm -hmm. that, and like exactly like you say the more the more that we talk about this stuff and the more that we dig into this and the more that we say hey there's a need here let's get a committee going and then you start to dig into it and say geez we we've really been missing the boat we need to get we need to get some more eyes on this and some more boots on the ground well geez before you know it like our province is a leader in in a lot of this yeah. stuff and a good example of that in the united states is besides the united states fish and wildlife service Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever employ yeah. more biologists than anyone else in the entire country, other than yeah. the actual yeah. government. Yeah. yeah. They've got over 300 biologists on payroll. Yeah. It's crazy. And know, Ducks Unlimited is like that, too. Yeah. They've got a couple biologists yeah. in the in the province. I don't know about uh, CWS if they... I'm not sure. They're pretty quiet down yeah, there. Yeah, they are. Really. Yeah. They really are. You don't... Uh, I don't... I think they're kind of understaffed on their enforcement or whatever, yeah. and... You don't see those guys. I pretty much know where they spend most of their time, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, just you, you mentioned something that made me think. Not that I'm speaking officially in any kind of uh, announcement or whatever today, but pheasants might be an interesting thing to watch yes. in Brunswick here over the next little while. That's so. something I've talked to you about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've heard. I've also heard rumblings of that. <laughs> Thing. There may be, may there may, may be something happen. taking place there. I've got a dog that would love to chase pheasants, I or have, several. Have gun, have dog, will travel. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, so, there might be a couple things going on. There might be a few things taking place well, there. Yeah. I mean, I, is there anything you can talk about unofficially that you, you're in? You got in the works in the the wildlife department, or any? What, yeah, what do you I got would, going on? Any there? announcements? <laughs> my staff, my staff, my staff hates hates. 
when I do stuff like this. When I do a podcast, they just quiver because oh, they know that we're the only ones that listen to podcasts. You're safe, <laughs> and like five other people. So yeah, and five uh, other people. Uh, are, are yeah, so just, just, just between us. So just keep this yeah. to yourself, boys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there, there's something I'm trying to remedy, and I said it earlier. Uh, and now this is on a resident front, but uh, mm-hmm. there's only three percent of residents shoot the second black bear. Yep. Yep. We yeah. got a problem. We got a problem with black bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're starting to become more of an urban situation. Yeah. Um, I, 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 and and I, and and I'm not going to go through all the details here, but but let's look at my track record. I like to reduce the red tape to enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, we can shoot two black bears now. Wouldn't it be easier if you could just shoot if, if you bought your bear license and you had your two tags? Right. Yeah. Makes sense. I'll right. tell you what, I got a whole list of Americans that would love to come shoot one. <laughs> well, you know, and if we can, if we can, again, let's, let's, let's walk before we run. Yeah. But if we can make that work in New Brunswick, and of course I won't do anything that's at the, at the detriment of the resource, but Yo, if it, for sure, but it, with 3% of residents shooting black bears, it's, it, we're not, we're not addressing the, we're not addressing no. the issue. That's mm. the thing that it just, yeah. I, and, and for us, like we're sitting here going, We've hunted bears for I don't know Ever. how many a, a long, long twenty a lot plus of, uh, yeah a lot of years and we're like man the opportunity to shoot trophy black bears in this province if you want to put the time and effort in yes like yeah. you could damn near do well, it I had, every other year I only easy. had nine hunters in last year because it was our first year and I think two or two no three of them actually got Pope and Young bears yes yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean no, you're talking I, traditional archery too. Recon we have shoes. world class now. I was talking to yeah. some folks. I was talking to some folks that are in the outdoor TV industry, and and I mean, incredible you're talk, folks. You're talking to some now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And and I mean, folks, folks are doing outdoor TV in New Brunswick because, um, you know, despite despite what you might read on Facebook, we got some world class species to we do. Uh, yeah. definitely to come We've here with world class hunting. Period. Yeah. We do, and then you, of course, you add the new species in the form of turkeys. Mm-hmm. You throw in the pheasants. You throw in the 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 uh, ability for once we get to the non-resident spot. Like we're we're going to become a force to be reckoned with yeah. here. So. Well, and the see the thing about the 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 turkeys when you mention the 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 new species being the turkey, like when I was down in Alabama training dogs, like those guys are turkey hunters, and mm-hmm. they 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 would travel here. Purely oh, yeah. to be able to shoot a turkey exactly. from New Brunswick. Yep. Shot, exactly. I've shot a turkey in every state and every province. Yeah. Well, yeah. You tell me there's a new one. Okay. I'm going. Yeah. You're right. How well, much it's, is like, it? it's like Sean Stahl, who's hunted waterfowl all over North America, to come here and hunt and be like, you guys, like he called them mountain geese. Yeah. Because we're <laughs> the only place he's ever been that has, I mean, it's not mountains, but it's very hilly here. Sorry, well, it's mountainous, I guess. Well, it's the start of the Adirondacks. Yeah, it's the start yeah. of the Adirondacks. And he said, everywhere you hunt waterfowl is flat as a pancake. Yeah, it is. You know? So yeah. It, it oh, is. you're right. And he was like, boys, I've, I've hunted waterfowl like my whole life. And I've never been any place where you look down on the birds. Yeah. The, ge- the geese fly up to you. Up they to, fly yeah. uphill. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. never seen that. And, you know, and it's like you were saying in the spring uh, down the road, an opportunity for a guy to come up here and get a huge bundle hunt. Like yep. Turkey, bear, 
musky fishing, striper yep. fishing, smallmouth fishing, brown we trout, can sell rainbow that, trout. We can, like, we can sell that. Lake trout. We can sell like, that. Yeah. yeah. Like, we've got all that right here. All we do. Yeah, there's there's been a there's been a ton of good like opening up those lakes for ice fishing and stuff like man there's been a ton of stuff happen that's just sparked people to mm. get outside. Yeah, it has. Yeah, oh, and, it has more to come. And I'll tell you what I mean, just between Matt and I, the people that we guide, when those boys come here, they throw down money. Oh yeah, like oh, between hotels, yeah. food, just shopping. I mean, how many thousands of dollars did those guys? That one group of your guys oh, spent on the gun dealer. Oh, they they knew uh, it was, it was going to be a monsoon the next day, <laughs> and they were like, "What's this Sitka gear all about?" And we told them, and they were like, "Is there any place around here that we can get that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, go down to Ross Faulkner's there and, and see him. Ross got a whole bunch down there." Yeah. Anyway, they both went down, threw down, bought brand new suits, like full suits. Yes, and, sir. And, and other stuff. And, mm. uh, you know. It was so, thousands of dollars. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. They probably spent close to 10 grand. Yeah. And, and that's uh, the same, with, same with my bear hunters. I mean, as soon as they get across the border, they go to the stores and they are buying shit left and right. Just, they come back to the camp like, what are you, you staying here for a month or a while? Like, yeah. Holy freak. What, what all do we need? Can, can I get that there? Because they don't want to travel. They don't want to load it up in their truck and try to get it across the border. So they come over here, and they just put the hammer yeah, down. They buy down, everything. Sure. So, I mean, then that's all money going into the province. You're right, boys. All We're through, worth money. We're yeah. worth money. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. We are. Yeah. And New Brunswick is the cheapest place you can hunt. Yeah, on, on a guided, fully outfitted hunt, too. Yeah, no question. Yeah. I you mean, can't you... hunt cheaper anywhere else. So. Nope. So. Well, there. That's about it for me, boys. Yeah, yeah. You got that's about it for me. There's nothing else that you wanted to bring up or anything that we that we missed that you wanted to talk about. No, you know what? Just to get together and connect with you guys again was worth it, whether it was oh, for yeah. a podcast or not. Uh, having a chance to just you know talk about how much I how much I um, am thankful to have had this job for as long as I have. Like. Mm. Uh, I'm the longest standing minister of natural resources for the last 20 years. Like they normally get shuffled every couple of years. So yeah. we've hung on. No yeah. doubt. Well, you know, I mean, you're doing something, you're getting shit done. You yeah, can't, well, you, you can't beat the numbers. And I mean, yeah. if, if you get on there, like how many people on that, just, I mean, I'll use MB hunters again as, like a, as an example, like would sit there and be like, I can't believe that we can talk to you. Yeah. And yeah. Look yeah at all no, the things absolutely. that I've done. You know? Yeah. Well, we, we, we got her moving the right way. There's still some more left. I keep working like it's my last day. Yeah. So, yeah. No, well, we got we got her moving in the right direction, and, and, and I really appreciate We had a chance to talk about some pretty complex subjects. Yeah, and, definitely. Well, you definitely and, cleared some things up for me, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if, if this this may have been the first time that we did this, but, boy, geez, if you don't want, if you want, it doesn't have to be the last. Well, we, we, I think we need to make it a point, man. We need to yeah. stay in touch, you know. I mean... We're not no, in government, but we're heavily involved with the outdoors in several ways. And you're the um, reason I'm in government. Yeah, exactly. I'm standing <laughs> yeah. on your shoulders yeah, when exactly. I go into work every day, and that's not lost on me, boys. Well, I remember that one of the first times I came down to see you, and I was sitting outside the office, and then they <laughs> let me in, and the door shut. 
We both just kind of giggled like that. Yeah. And I said, I can't believe we're sitting in here. Yeah. And you were like, I feel like I'm sitting in somebody else's seat. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Too. in the name of hell did you get in here? Shut what? that door. Shut that door. Yeah. yeah let's, let's get something done, boys. They're going to figure yeah. out what they did soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, man, it's been really good talking to you. It's been way too long. We'll definitely have to stay in touch. and uh, Absolutely. We'll have to get in touch. You, you should come up and share a blind with us at least well, once. That would be great. Fall. Yeah. You know what? It would be fun. We haven't hung out in a long while. We're going on record to say that I'm going to go up and do some catch and release goose hunting with you guys. There you go. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll put her in the book. We'll make it official. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Right on, man. It's been great talking to you. All right, boys. You guys take care. Rowan, great to have you on here. You're going to have to carry the torch once we're all too old uh, and we're sitting around in nursing homes. Maybe, so it's good some, to have you too. maybe someday he'll be in your seat. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I'll keep her warm for you. Right on, man. Have a good all one. All right, guys. Take Thanks. care. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Bye. Well, that was a good talk. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I could have gone on for another two hours. Yeah, what'd you think, Carlin? Did you learn anything? I might have to get into politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandfather would like that. Yeah, well, you know what, man? Being a good, honest man in politics is not easy. No. It's hard. Well, because you, because when somebody comes to you with an issue, you want to say, yeah, I can help you yep. out. Yeah. Yeah, you want to help everybody, but but Mike, the the thing that's different about Mike is that he's he's a little more open and honest about things. I mean, you can't. Yeah, he, he's right. I mean, you can't you can't say to Irving, "You're done." Yeah, you can't do that. You I can't mean, go up the road here to Blair crazy. Young and say, "Blair, you can't put pesticides on your potatoes yeah, anymore." If you say that, you've bankrupted that farm. Yeah, he, you, he's done. You you can't do that. So. Yeah. Forget about it, you know. And I mean, if you shut down the lumber industry in New Brunswick, I mean, you've you're, the province is done. Yeah, you're, like, you're, you're the, it's bankrupt. <laughs> we that's our natural resources are where we make our money, you know. Yeah, and I mean, we're not going to draw in business, other businesses, other industry because we got the highest freaking tax in the province. Yeah. So that's like, right. You tapping no. out, Lori? Lori's had enough. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy hot, isn't it? <laughs> hey take him upstairs and close the gate and open that door over what there. the fuck was that upstairs i thought he was dying i don't know if it was him it i don't think it was like, him it sounded like a person growling like i thought there was something i, think I thought it was, it was a... like ah the, like, i don't know if, i don't think it was him i went upstairs and he was like, the look hey. on your face i was like yeah i was like what the hell's going on but he I mean he was just happy was that no, it was bef right before. I'm like, what in the hell? Well, he thought I we... thought, sure, somebody was dying. I don't know if it was something on his end of the phone or what the hell. Oh, it was. must have been, because it was just a couple, just, ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, loud. Shit. I mean, we heard it through our freaking headphones in the conversation. He's dying. Ugh. What is that? I was like, maybe it was a side hill gouger. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But Frank, no, that was good to talk to him, man. It has been, geez, we're bad at not staying in touch with people. <laughs> like... We need this. Well, is I hate good. that too. Like you, you, you talk to him, and then it's like, it's if if he's been in there for five years, it's been five years since I've been down there. Oh, I know. To shoot the shit with him, I know. We Where does he live? He lives in. Uh, he's he's down in uh, Albert County. Yeah, down below Moncton. Oh, so. But his office is close, or. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. He because. See, he's still isn't his isn't the minister of natural resources? Doesn't he have an office in Fredericton too? 
Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah, right that's in that right in that right. he he's right in the university. Yeah. He's right in the forestry complex. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we should roll should in there sometime. And just roll in there. Yeah, call We're looking assistant. for the right honorable <laughs> icon. We're pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. They wouldn't know what to think of us. Well, they probably think Roll about the same thing. Roll around in a spruce tree, put on our plaid, <laughs> yeah. and start protesting in the parking lot. Yeah, they wouldn't know what to think about us. But you know what? He's he's in government now, and he was us when he started. They probably like, who in the hell is this guy? There's a couple of men downstairs. <laughs> he's wearing leaves on his pants and shirt. <laughs> Honey, there's sticks and leaves on his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> What is this? There's a real life outdoorsman. <laughs> my goodness, he smells like cedar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my soap smells like. Yeah. Do you have a double bit of axe? <laughs> Look. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, you know, and that, that kind of clears that, like, cause I don't know, right? I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, if we're trying to regenerate trees, like, I understand mm-hmm. that spruce and those softwoods and stuff like that, and the, and the maples are going to come up. But, like, what about not bearing trees? Yeah. But, but I mean, I'm not a scientist, right? That's from me on the outside looking in. I'm like, yeah. well, if it works in New England, maybe I don't see too many of them in Maine. Uh, maybe, maybe they wouldn't work here. But Maine fucking flattened their forest. Yep. They did. Yeah, they and did. that's why they came here. Because they were like, they're, they decimated their, yeah. their They wood. destroyed it. And their game populations yeah. were way down. So that's why they started getting on the trains and coming to New Brunswick. Yeah. And hunting with Arthur Pringle. and Yep. You know, for caribou and moose and all that shit. And I mean, those were the, those were the heydays. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what you should bring up reintroduction. <laughs> but we, uh, but when, it, when they're talking, when he's talking about the like out, guides and outfitters association, like I don't have any stake in that. Do you? Yeah. I get the emails. Do you? Yeah. But I mean, I don't know how much pull they have like or what they're doing see but the it's, pro- the, it's the, old the, old guys that are in it that that i know of I don't, I don't know what they're doing i mean i get the emails but the thing about it is you can't lobby government unless you're an association yeah right yeah, like that's when he was when he's like the new, the new brunswick wildlife federation and the trappers association like and and the the guides and outfitters association like we don't make organizations like that anymore. You know, no, we that's don't. all those people. But that's what those organizations need is young bucks like us to step up to the plate. Oh, cause, cause and, it's guys like fucking Dale Clark that are running it. He right? was the president. Yeah. 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 I think he stepped down recently, but no oh, good for him. I mean, Alton sure. Morrison was on there and he was like friggin' 80. Right. He was vice president. Like, right. I mean, God love him, but I mean, we need some, do they even have a, like, do they even, there's a website. Yeah, they get a website. But well, geez, they just—he just said he just said that we gave them money to put on an executive, like somebody that's actually going to be able to put some of this shit yep. on ba- on in yep. in uh, digital form for them. Probably yeah. is like, probably what he's thinking. And that's the thing. I mean, they're fighting for outfitters and guides in the province, but I don't know how far ahead they're getting. And I mean, I feel pretty fortunate. I mean, I'm able to just go right to the top. <laughs> And I mean, I'm a squeaky wheel, so you get the grease and just, we just got to keep working and bringing up these topics that need, that we feel are important and just keep on egging them and poking them and offering good, reasonable solutions. Well, and, and they'll that, listen. And again, the, the thing about it is, I mean, there's, there's the website right there. I mean, like you get guys like Dale Clark in there. 
as the president of that association, he's not going to be one that's going to be like, yeah, let's let's axe all of us having our tags and being a middleman. Well, that's the thing, man. Selling them to guys like Wesley. Yeah, exactly. They're not gonna they're not gonna want to do that. But they need to they need to step away. Like your time is over. Your lodge is literally falling down around you. Yeah, you are. So either get back into it and get at her. Or, or give, give your tags up. up. Yeah. Give I mean, your tags I, I, up. I'd buy them out. Like let's like <laughs> let's let's restructure this and make this problem bring everybody because there's other outfitters and get everybody people, together well, and be like, hey, your bear hunt is worth more than a thousand dollars. Like Yeah. Well, and that's another issue here is I mean, we're dirt cheap to hunt. Because if you put your price up, well, well, geez, everyone else is only this much. Yeah, and I don't. Well, everyone else in every other province and country in st- or state and the U.S. and Canada is double this. Yeah, and it's all about. I said I say this to Ryan all the time. I'm like, it's all about clientele. Yeah, you know what I mean. Guys yeah. from the South Shore, Nova Scotia, have money. Yeah, they spend money on things. Yeah, they own snowmobiles. There's no, there's nine no, hours to go snow. There's no snow there. Yeah. They take two weeks, load them in a trailer, go, go to Quebec. Nine or ten hours or more. And they snowmobile their ass off yeah. for 14 yeah. days and probably get more snowmobiling than anybody here. Mm-hmm. But they've got money to do that. Like yeah. those people are able. And yeah. that's the type of guys that you need, right? Like well, it's people. like the hunters that come up here, man. I mean, like they got money. They're, they and got they money. throw her down. Yeah. They damn so right they we, will. We just need to, and guys like Pete's daughter, like he's he's in there pushing for that, like you know. Mm-hmm. And another thing, other provinces like Newfoundland gives money to outfitters to go do shows and stuff. Uh, oh, they'll yeah. give them money to put a wrap on their truck or advertising. Part of tourism, yeah, like it's yeah. But that's see, like that stuff. When I'm looking at that guide, and outfitters, that's something I should have brought up. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, those are like. I mean, simple, simple things like the guide licenses. Like, it's a joke. I know. Like, it is. You, you would start to weed out some of those guys if you said, look, you got to actually be somebody. You got to know you what you're get doing. A fuck. You, you got to be an a- actual outdoorsman. Yeah. You want to get a guide license? woodsman. You want to be, you want to be a master New Brunswick guide? Like, you got to have this. And mm-hmm. we should have stuff like we that. We should, yeah. We shouldn't be the same same badge as the fucking guy down the road who, who can't even barely write his name and pass the mm-hmm. test like that's not yeah. the way that it should be yeah it you should know? be something it's it's uh it's just like he's like with uh with the moose hunting i mean you'd have every 90 year old grandmother applying because there's nothing that's nothing stopping them right well anybody can if you can read the hunt trap in the fishing book i mean you can get a guide license basically yeah if you can remember 80 percent of it you're good to go but yeah, good talk. <laughs> good talk, boys. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to do her again. You know, I'm looking at the yeah for sure. Looking at these outfitters: Adair's Lodge, mm. Adair's Wovens, Betts Kelly Lodge. You know, and I don't even know how up to date on that top. is. I have you know, no idea how up to date that is. Crown Point Outfitters. You know, I think I said a total of thirty words this time. That's pretty good, man. You're quite talkative. <laughs> Don't ever, when you're here doing a podcast, Ron. If you got something to say, just just cue yourself oh, in you, there. Oh, you just got to talk, man. That's how we roll. We just, if you want to say something, start going. Uh, 
Did you have things <laughs> that you wanted to say that you didn't? I, uh, I hope not. Not really. There was one thing there, but about I was gonna mention like different things. Like he he kind of touched on it with the youth hunters, but it was like deer hunting and stuff. Like next year, I won't. I'll be legal for small game, but I won't be legal for big game. I don't think to hunt by myself. Is that eighteen? You you got to be to hunt. I got to be eighteen to hunt by yeah, myself. Yeah, you can hunt big game at sixteen. Yeah, yeah but you, you got to be with a, a licensed adult. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Basically, if there there's laws talking about shot sizes, like no lead shot over BB or no, nothing like that. Anything below that, I can shoot. So basically, it's saying I can only hunt small game, and that's how they regulate it. Because you can't shoot deer with anything below lead shot of bb mm. like for example so you have to shoot small game yeah yeah that's what makes it legal that's like what the legal age is talking about but it also mentions stuff about like a miner's license like 15 is the miner's license and you can't hunt alone with with on a miner's license mm. um and i'm not sure what your environment license is either because it mentions small game too yeah i just got mine too I don't know. I don't pay attention anymore. <laughs> What's up? The environment licenses and like the ages and stuff. Well, I didn't know. One thing I didn't know was that the ice fishing license was bundled in with the yeah. regular yeah, fishing license. I was like, yeah. We were when we went down fishing. I was like, shit, I didn't buy my my ice fishing license, and I never said anything. Yeah. It doesn't matter because I got all you guys there. Yeah. But I'm like, when he said that, I was like, fuck, what a good idea. Yeah. Just get her and then opening up all them other lakes, like mm -hmm. who wants to fish the same three, four? Like when when half the lakes are down here, and Jason's trying to fish, and he's got every Frenchman from up north want <laughs> to fucking him down here. Make all McKell's literally leaning all, on his shack. Gotta come drill holes around him. All yeah. McKell's uncles down there. Yeah, want, all my want to fish the bass. <laughs> all my kinfolk are down. There. <laughs> yeah. What else, Ron? Um, I think that was it. I did. I was thinking a little bit about the guiding, like the ages of guiding, like 18, but that doesn't need to be lowered or anything. Hmm. But there was also like the moose population, like it takes a while to get your moose license, like yeah. 20 years, something like that. Now it's getting better though. I think they yeah. got up to nine years-ish. Yeah. I think by the time you get to your ninth year, you got, I forget how many names and it's like a hundred percent success in the draw. If you even get that far. Yeah. Yeah, so that was good. Because, I mean, I, I did go 20 years to get my license the first time. Yeah. Well, I've only had it once, but that was 2017. Mm -hmm. So I'm due for another one soon. Yeah. <laughs> Are we recording still? Yeah, we're recording. I think it's time to shut it off, though. Do we have to do that thing for the sponsors, or are you just going to put the other part in there? Let's just thank our sponsors and just say, uh, we'll just, I'll just thank them. We'll just say them, but I better write it down. I don't want to forget one. Yeah. So, Bignelli. Yeah, let's say that. Big Al. Oh, I did want to ask him about, like, how much does it take to get into, like, a biology job? Like, if I wanted to specialize in Canada geese in the Atlantic Flyway and study, for example, like... Hold in, on. In, avian influenza, for example, like if I if you want this to be official, you better start over. 
Yeah, so we just, can cut just, it. Just, so we got Benelli, Big Al, Kent, Sitka. Oh, Steiner. Is that it? Benelli, Big, Big Al, Al, Kent, Sitka, Steiner. <laughs> Maritime dog training these Coast calls. Okay. Martian Moco Outfitters. Fuck yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Ain't nobody else gonna do it for free. Maybe somebody will hear it and it'll. Be, hey man, look. Every time I put a post on Wesley, mm-hmm. and I go down through the likes, and I see every person that I can hit the invite button on for them to like my page, mm-hmm. I think to myself, that might be five hundred bucks right there. That might be five hundred more bucks. Yeah. Every time, that's an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you punch your business. That might be a bear well, hunt. I, I see yeah. the hashtags on some of your guys' videos. Like, everything you guys can think of, you guys hashtag. Yeah. Like, trying to get more and more people to see it. Yeah, man. Every time I do an ad, I'm like, all I got to do, when I talk, when I was talking to the shitty Bills, uh, Kate Media there, his mm-hmm. sister-in-law, she's like, how much do you put on an ad when you advertise? I'm like, I run them for about two weeks. I said I put five hundred bucks on him. She's yeah. like, "Really? You put five hundred bucks on?" I'm like, "All I gotta do is book one person, and it's paid for. Paid, yeah. Everything else is gravy." And I said, "I know. Within the first day or two, I'm gonna pay it off." Yeah. So yeah. when I was doing my advertising budget this year, which I've never done, I'm like, "I'm gonna spend like a thousand dollars a month, yeah. and just hammer and see what happens." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good plan. And like I, I see you. You got you're getting calls constantly about people wanting to train their dogs. Like I'm in the vehicle, and you take a call and you write down, "Oh, just in, contact me here." And it's you just I'm, never know who's gonna call you. Like that call the other day, you yeah. just never know who's gonna call you and where they're gonna be. You know, they got well, even even as an outfitter. I got I've got two or three calls from residents saying if they draw a turkey tag. Do you offer guiding them? Like, well, you guide them. Yeah. Friggin Why right. wouldn't you? Absolutely. I mean, I'm no professional turkey hunter, but I probably got more experience than a lot of the well, people the, in the province, and no, I got the no, equipment, and I got the scouting. and They're going to do better with you than they exactly. are by, by themselves. Well, that's the thing. You want to pay me 300 bucks a day or 250 a day or whatever it is to come have a blind, have your decoys, several spots to hunt. Calling. Calling, a little bit of knowledge. I mean, I'm no pro, but. Well, I'm here to tell you. They're they're gonna spend ten if, times that trying to travel down here and find birds. I said in hotels and I said to him, I said, if you're not if you're a guide or an outfitter here and you're not actively working your ass off right now mm. to learn how to call turkeys to yeah. the best of your ability. And and we can, but not as good as we could. Yeah. You're well, you're you doing yourself that, a disservice. Like, I'm like, it's fucking coming. Yeah. He said five years. We're two years in. Yeah. I'll be legal aged guide then. Yeah. And yeah. If I can call like crazy, which I'd is end. about what I figured. Yeah. I said once you get three years in, maybe he'll do the kids. I don't know. And then tonight he said five years. Yeah. So even if it's five years and then it's the kids and then yeah. maybe a year or two later and then that drops. Because look at that. Look at how much be... the population's exploded in five years. We've gone from yeah. 
seeing the odd turkey here or there to like it's nuts. It, it's well, they it's multiply gonna, by at it, least ten every year. It's, it's gonna probably be gonna huge. do the same as what we just saw in the last five years. Because because a bighorn sheep is a bighorn sheep, yeah. but the guys that want to shoot them, they want to shoot one here. They want to shoot one in Montana. Yeah, turkeys. Same thing. They want to shoot. Hey. If you can shoot one in New Brunswick, new place to shoot one, and you market that, and you well, hammer look at it down. Terry, he shoots turkeys all over the freaking place. He just killed one the, today or yesterday, I see. So, I mean, he's obviously down south somewhere. Oh, well, yeah. I'm seeing guys on Instagram who are posting pictures. They have eastern yeah. turkeys. They get they get all four of the species. Yeah. They get the eastern, eastern ones. Eastern, Osceola, Merriam's, and Rio Grande. Rio Grande. Yeah. yeah, and they go all over the place, and they get all four, and they try to get each species in each state that the species lives in. Yeah. Yeah. Merriam's, did yep. we say that? Yeah, I think so. And they go around, and they go around, and they yeah. go around. I would love to do that. <laughs> when I'm when I when I'm like involved and immersed in turkey hunting, like it's, it's all, all I it's, do. it's all I can think oh, about. I know. <laughs> and then, and but I'm not enough of a turkey hunter yet to be like every time I see one, I'm like reaching for my collar trying to get him yeah. to gobble. But when I watch it, like because I, I like. Uh, what are they there? Oh, the hunt in public. Yeah. When, the, man, their friggin' videos are awesome. Yeah. I like. I really like yeah. those guys. Something. One thing I'd like to try if I get drawn or somebody to. I like to get one of those. Uh, what are they? The scoot and shoot or whatever they're. The big turkey decoy. Oh, oh the yeah, they're, yeah. They're like reapers. Oh, I tried yeah. that. Sneak yeah. up on them. Yeah. I tried. Remember, I tried that with. The, well, I didn't have the fan. I had the Jake decoy across the road from yeah. me in Blairsfield there, and I was trying to, because they wouldn't come to me. So. Yeah. Be interesting to try that, but all right, we should do some ads and just, I'm just gonna rattle them off. Do your, do you got something you wanted to say real quick there? Uh, I wanted just to... do you, yes or no? Yeah, okay, start now. You can, you can say, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I wanted to talk about like how easy it is to get into a job with biology. Like, if I wanted to specialize in Canada geese, especially in the Atlantic flyway, and do something like, mm. for example, avian influenza. Like, that would be, like, a life accomplishment for me to be making money studying something that waterfowl. Like, I'm so passionate yeah. in. Yeah. Like, grown up doing this. Being the waterfowl biologist for the province? Yeah, exactly. Like, mm. it'd be the best thing I could do. Yeah, so, I love what, it so much. what would be the process to do that? You're yeah. Thinking, yeah. Yeah, trying to get into the right schools and learn the right things like if i wanted to go to unb after i go to the forestry school and i can get my uh masters in biology there for natural resources and go on to maybe learn more about specific species of waterfowl i think you can get uh get a master's in and you can have your specialty in something too like it can be your specialty it can be water yeah you'd have to do you have to do a thesis yeah you're, yeah on something but mm -hmm. I, that, it's hard to say, man. Like it, that would probably be. I feel like that would be a ducks unlimited thing. Yeah, like I, I would. And I then, wouldn't mind working for ducks unlimited. NGO, yeah. Yeah, like I had yeah. this unrealistic expectation that I wanted to make six digits a year and do that. When like really, that would be great. But to go and work for ducks unlimited, doing something that I love, I don't mm. need to be making that much money. No, no you man. Need, if you can make less. enough money to have a decent house, a decent vehicle, a few trips, and a couple hobbies. Yeah. And love what you're doing. Yeah, that's yeah. the you point. Can beat it. Yeah, and I mean the opposite of that is make getting 
making yeah, a, a job that has big money that affords you the opportunities to go and do what you want. But, but you hate what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Be good. yeah, yeah, I did that. And I mean, under that umbrella, like we know that Ducks Unlimited is a, is a mega mm. corporation yeah. in North America. Yeah. And, and including Mexico and uh, Delta Waterfowl, although it is more of running, doesn't have the resource for that. Mm. But they do employ a lot of biologists, so. Yeah. Gentlemen, we got anything else to add? I, I think, think so. I'm, I think I'm good to go. I just want to give a big shout out to our sponsors, Benelli Shotguns, Big L Decoys Silhouettes, Kent Cartridge Canada, Sitka, Steiner Maritime Dog Training, East Coast Calls, Martian Milko Outfitters. Thank you so much for sponsoring us for being a part of us thanks for helping us out for the support just couldn't do it without these companies and uh we love these companies they're in their companies that we choose to work with you know like they it's not a deal where it's like oh they're they're, they want to sponsor us these are the companies that we choose to work with this is the gear that we use and and these are companies that not only support us but they believe in us and, and they're just genuine Good people. Absolutely. Good evening. Roll tide. (laughs) Have a good one, boys. Later.